<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio. I didn't fumble the intro this time, Sabrina. We back, in, we back in business, man. Yo, so I got my co-host water, as always. Drink more water, people. Drink more water. You need water in your life. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You need more than 16 ounces. Just don't do one bottle. You need more than 16 ounces, man. Without water, none of us are here. Everything you're doing, every, the car you're driving, the house you're living in, the hustling you're doing, whoever you're dating would not be here without water. Agua, H2O, the Where building block. Um, now, I'm excited about my guest right here. Y'all see, the patron saints, y'all see who's here. <laughs> we got the one and only DJ High Tech. Yes, sir. In the building, Cincinnati's finest. You put Cincinnati on the map for me from a hip hop standpoint. Word up. Because you was repping Cincinnati to the fullest. He was like, yo, I'm from the Natty. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's what they call it, the Natty? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, right. like, before that, you think of Cincinnati, you think of the, the Bengals and, you know, maybe the Reds and WKRP in Cincinnati yeah. if you're old All enough. Time. Right. And uh, but then, like, it's from a hip hop standpoint, it yeah. was just like, you know, for, for me at that time, Cincinnati wasn't on my radar, right? Hip hop wise. And then, you know, you find out later, but, but you, you came, oh, you're from Cincinnati because yes, I would have just automatically assumed since right. you was working with Talib and most that, was that you York. was from New York, right? And then, you know, and you know, the Black Star album is critically hailed as you know, one of the best. Hip hop yeah. albums ever constructed, right. and you produce the bulk of that. Yes, sir. If, if people, if y'all don't know his, his track record, his discography, if you will, you produced the whole Train of Thought album, right? Yes, like man, yeah. That album right there. Let me tell you. One time we went to a, a house party. We was in Las Cruces, New Mexico. We went to a house party. We ain't like what they was playing. Mm-hmm. And this is right, Train of Thought, it just came out. We went in there, we had the CD on, we made them put on the Train of Thought album, and we turned that party out. Man, man. that's love, right? Man, <laughs> like, I was like, yo, Vince, put on the that's Train love. of Thought. That's love. Because they wasn't playing, they was playing some BS, but man, dog. Man, it's just, thank you for coming, man. Thank you. Thank you for having you me. You a man. legend. Dope spot. Man, dog. Yeah, thank you. Um, we talked about this at the comedy club when you came to see me in Cincinnati, yeah. but how did you link up with Ruckus, Talib, Most? How did that come about? I met uh, I met Kwali through a group I was producing for called Mood out mm-hmm. of Cincinnati. And they would go back and forth to New York, you know what I mean? One yeah. day they met Kwali. Long story short, they brought Kwa back to Cincinnati. Yeah. And, you know, at the time, you know, I had a lot of beats. You know, and I was working with them, mm-hmm. and I needed, you know, so to say, my partner to work with, and kind of always was a dream to work with somebody from New York. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and to be honest, like, when I first heard Kwali, it was like, damn, it was, his voice was mm-hmm. amazing, and, you know, that's how I just got started. It was just a blessing to meet somebody that had the same uh, path as me. Mm-hmm. It was kind of at the same level. Yeah, we just need we just got it together, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let him take the lead, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, like you said, Cincinnati. You hadn't heard of Cincinnati mm-hmm. since I put it on the map, so right? It was like, you know, he helped me do that. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah. You know, New York is the mecca of hip hop, right? So you know, he lived in Brooklyn, you know, 
I mean, that was my chance right there. So yeah. it was like, you know, I didn't really know his work ethic was like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, end up guiding me to make my career what it is today, you know. So when you linked with Talib, the Black Star album was just going to be you and Talib initially, right? Nah, it? so it being me and Talib, well, Talib had a group called, what well, was initially was called Eternal Reflection. Okay. And he flipped it around after I joined the group, mm -hmm. so to say. I kind of asked him, like, yo, man, y'all need some beats, you know? Yeah. And yada, da, da, And I was like, can I join the group? You know what I'm saying? He was like, you know, come on, hell yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so initially it was us. Mm -hmm. it was me and Kwali was trying to make an album. You know, we had a small EP we were working on. Mm -hmm. This was before Ruckus and all of that. So, okay. Yeah, so we was just trying to do our thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, Reflection Eternal is the initial group with me and Kwali. So Black Star was after that. Okay. So that yeah. came after that, yeah. even though the album came before the Reflection Eternal debut, right? Because Black, was Black, yeah, Star, Black Star, Black Star, okay. Yep, Black Star came first. Yeah. So that then. was like the training training spot yeah you know most pulled us in you uh -huh. know most most came up with the black star idea okay and um gave us a shot you know because most i heard it most i think my intro the most was uh what's that song cosby he did Mysteries. With, who he was like bill cosby sidekick yeah he was he on was the acting. cosby mystery yeah. so it was like uh, i didn't Summit. even put two and two together yeah that he was, he was on that because i heard him on a Everybody move oh, the, uh, to the Bush babies, music. Bush joint. babies, yeah, Bush babies. I was like, yo, this dude, yeah, I like his voice, right? And then he was on the uh, Lyricist Lounge. Yep, did he do a uh, song on there? He did the uh, Lyricist Lounge. There was a song called Body Rock. Yes, that was crazy. Yep, yeah, it's produced by my man Sean J. Period. It was crazy. Uh, that was like Moses go-to guy. Him and yeah. him and Sean J. had some crazy things going on back then. And the sound was crazy. Yeah. Let's rewind it though. Yeah. How did you get into Baby Tone? Let's take you to Baby Tone. Let's take it to the essence. Shout out Lil Tone. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let's take it back. <laughs> Were you born born in Cincinnati? Yeah. Okay, born and raised. Born and raised. Born and raised. How many siblings you got? I got three. Well, two. Two. And yeah. where do you fall? Are you the oldest young? I'm the middle. Okay, you the yeah, middle. Yeah, I'm the middle guy. Okay. Yeah, middle child. My sister's a year younger than me. My brother's uh he's six years older than me. Are all yeah. of you artistic? Mm, musically and yeah. ear wise, we grew out we all grew up in it. Okay. Yeah. I'm Due to your parents? Yeah, both my parents are, love music. Mm -hmm. My pops actually had a group. He was actually had a record deal. Did he? I mean, I Googled him. That's how I had to find out. Like, Oh, he didn't tell you? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I, 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 it took me a long time. Like, I was already, I kind of knew. Yeah. I just didn't really notice how deep he was really into it. Okay. But he was like a bad dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He can sing. My uncle, who really taught me how to listen to music, he was that uncle with, had all his nephews would tell us all the stories and tell about all his chicks and you know yeah. what I'm saying how to do this how to do that he was like that cool uncle but okay. he seen that I took a liking to music would teach me try to teach me how to play the guitar and all that yeah but see him and my pops was in a group called the Italians okay and uh, that that group went on to be another group which a lot of people had sampled from called Twenty Four Carry Black uh -huh. and it's a highly sampled record if you really? look at it yeah but the original name of Twenty Four Carry Black was the Italians, which my pops um, and my uncle started the group. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know all of that while I was coming up. Yeah. Kind of glad I didn't, you know. I don't know. I just. 
You feel like uh, you would have looked at pops differently. Finding In a that way, out? I just think I, you know, I just think uh, I don't know. I maybe would have overanalyzed things. Mm, I just got okay. a chance to live out my dream. You yeah. know what I mean? I get, I get hundred percent what you mean. Because then you would have felt like, you know, I feel like that now. In a sense, like. I feel the fact that I know so much about music mm-hmm. and how it works that I don't let myself go. Okay. I over critique myself mm-hmm. or I when did that try start for you? Perfect. When you start really start making over hits. Critiquing. Oh, once the hits started rolling in, <laughs> yeah. then you was like, oh, I gotta I make it better than this. Yeah. I gotta do this, you know. That's what comes with yeah. success, is like right. Then you'd be like, mm, I don't know. But before, you was like free. You was just, just like free. creating whatever. All that Black Star, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. Reflection Eternal, I would consider experimental. Okay. Yeah, it's like an experiment, you know, trying different things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I and think do that's you what feel it so like raw. that's your best? When you look back at your, your, your entire catalog, is that your favorite, like the Black Star train of thought yeah, period? Yeah, it's, it's my favorite time. Okay. My favorite time, just because mm-hmm. it was it was the part of the you know the initial journey. You know yeah. what I mean? I think had so much fun like getting to that point, and it was I think it was a blessing to like run into a record label like Ruckus mm-hmm. because Ruckus was on the come up, and we 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 ran into a, a, a independent that just was totally about helping the underground mm-hmm. come up. Yeah. They didn't want no cookie cutter nothing they just like we want the raw hip-hop so and they what, they put out some great projects out of that yeah record, man yeah like yep. when they first started they ran across a lot of artists man they had a lot of people yeah you know, come through there everybody wanted to be down with ruckus after we man i think yeah i want i wanted everything coming out of there i was sure. like because you know like you know being a hip-hop head and hip-hop put a lot into like the <laughs> label name you know, yeah. rappers be like, yo, I'm on this label. <laughs> Especially if it's like, you know, whether it be a black-owned label or like a hip-hop label, they're going to shout that out. Yeah. Because, you know, when you listen to like, uh, you know, music from uh, whether it be rock, whether it be pop, they're not talking about the label. Nah. You know, I'm out here on MCA Bruh. Records. They ain't singing about <laughs> nah, MCA Records or like Arista. <laughs> they ne- Whitney Houston never mentioned Arista Records exactly. in the song. Right. Yeah, I'm saving all my love for you. <laughs> You don't know what record label she on. Exactly. But hip-hop be like, yo, this is Duck Down, this is Raucous, this yeah. is No Limit, yeah. Death Row, Bad Boy, yeah. Uptown. Right. It's like, you know, um, so then you got a label like Ruckus. It's like, man, what else y'all putting out? Yeah. And me, I was a fiend for the, I need, I need that music. Next question, <laughs> I need the music. Yeah, man. And yeah. like, this is a random question, too. When you was making those beats... Yeah, Black Star, Train of Thought. What was you eating? Mm. What, what was what was your go to? You in the studio? You cooking the beats up? So what we, you eating? In the we, we got a spot called La Rosa's in Cincinnati, uh-huh. and that's all I would eat. La Rosa's? Yeah, La Rosa's a pizza spot. Oh, okay. Buddy La Rosa's is a local pizza spot. Uh-huh. Uh We probably got a few in Kentucky. Okay. Maybe in Lexington. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that's all I would order: breadsticks with cheese. Yeah, pizza so every good. day. Yes. Yeah. In Cincinnati, do they cut the pizza in squares or triangles? Oh, you know that's a good question. I think they do both. Okay. Yeah, you gotta 
Because hey, Chicago, you know, we grew up on the squares. The square the squares. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we grew up on that. Then okay. when you get the triangle, like New York, she's from New York. Yeah, we triangle. Triangle. Yeah, yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. I love New York. Turned me out on the pizza, man. Like, yeah, it's that's good. when I got hip to the big slices. The oh, big slices. Yeah. You get it. There's one you fold? spot. Oh, go ahead. There's one spot that is like. It's like almost two feet long. The the slice is it's slice. crazy. Well, imagine how big the the whole piece itself is of the slices. I know <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Dang. Do you fold? No, nah, I don't really like to fold. Okay. Nah, I remember people used to do that in school. I yeah. hated that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't fold either. <laughs> I take it straight as this yeah, doing this. Yeah, exactly. I just go yeah, in, pieces, and then the string, and then you be like this in the community. I'm judging. Man, did you cook up those beats? For those those early albums, were you in Cincinnati making those beats, or were yeah. you in uh, Brooklyn? Mostly, mostly in Cincinnati. Wow. Yeah. Do you feel of, like it's better to to create your music closer to home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of, uh, uh, yeah. I've been told that like mm-hmm. by, by a lot of people. No, nah, I'm gonna say a lot of people. A few key people that I really respect. Yeah. Like Dr. Dre. Oh, he said. Yeah, like so when I was giving Dre beats, uh-huh. like he would fly me out for, you know, a few weeks to a month at a time, cook yeah. up some aftermath beats. Mm-hmm. And I have my Cincinnati batch, you know what I'm saying? And he would it was we had a conversation a couple of times. I was like, Man, Dre, I need to move to LA, man. I need you to, you know, help me get out here. Da, yeah. da. He was like, Man, you make your best shit in Cincinnati. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I I was like, well, won't you come out there and fuck with He was like, shit, you don't even like being out there. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to just stay at the crib, man, and make these, make these joints, you know what I'm saying? What, why do you think, do you think that that's because you're more comfortable yeah, in your I, own your own environment? I think so. And you try to Less do. in your head. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. it is, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. You just try different things. Like, I, I mm-hmm. think it's, you know, experimental, mm-hmm. trying different just stuff, and you got access to your your all your elements. So, you know, people that really dig, like you know, the guys I respect, like Pete Rock and Premier, they yeah. they know, like you got your whole batch of records, but you might have this snare you heard, yeah, for a couple of batches ago, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, but you go into it, but you can't really do that. You can't really go to all your tools and your weapons when you like. You know, out of town or away from you. Got it. You yeah. know, it's like a chemistry lab. You ever see somebody with a right. the tool set? You yeah. Know, you got a couple special screws here, yep. a couple tools there that, mm-hmm. you know, you never know when you're going to need them. So right. it's kind of like that with having your own studio and being at home, your home studio, too. Right. You got yeah. everything right there. Yeah. And you yeah. know where everything like, is. Man, I remember this hi hat. Yeah. Oh, shit. It might go with that. And you know where to go to you get You know where to go to you get know. it. Yeah, you already know the spot. Sitting in the corner yep. under the couch somewhere, you know. Or if you need to run out and grab an album, you know yeah. a record store to hit, yep. where to go, or yeah. who, who may have it. Yeah. Um, I always wondered this, too, about producers. I know y'all. Y'all always be in the record store. You're getting vinyl. You're digging in the crates, as they call it. Yes, sir. When you listen to music, like when you get when you get records, do you just get a record? Because I know I know a lot of times you you all get records from groups that you may not have never listened to. Oh, you yeah. just like the album cover. Yeah. Is that how you do your process? Yeah, you it's deep, do? man. Yeah, it's, it's like a. It's a thing. So take take me through the record yeah. store. You go on the record store. Yeah. What do you do? 
It depends. Oh, so 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 sometimes like like when I first started digging, you know, like I said, learning from guys like Pete Rock and Premier and Diamond D, all these dudes, mm-hmm. you know, everybody I, you know, even Dre, everybody, yeah. everybody, quick, anybody that came before me when right. I was a kid, you know, uh, you go to the record store, and, and, and I started off digging in the jazz and the funk. Okay, that's really where it started. You know, mm-hmm. James Brown was. All the soul records, you know, mm-hmm. the honey drippers, the 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 all the all the classic break stuff. You right. know what I mean? Um, that's kind of where it starts. Mm-hmm. It used to, when I was a kid it was jazz and soul. Okay. Then um, one of my homies, uh, he he I used to produce with his name uh, Josh Sun. Mm-hmm. He he worked with Moo. He was the other producer with Moo. Okay. And uh, he started digging into. Like a lot of that psychedelic rock and '60s rock and, mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, Paul Marriott and orchestra records, just crazy different stuff. Right. And I would hear it and I'd be like, "Damn, that just sounds crazy." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Moog stuff, Moog records, and you know. So, with that being said, I had to learn how to get out of that. Just digging into soul records, soul, and, yeah. you know. So when I go to the record store, mm-hmm. it depends on. What I'm on that day. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of my music, what you hear, like with the Train of Thought and Black Star, mm-hmm. was me trying to be different than Pete Rock and Premier, with, okay. along with the influence. Mm-hmm. So I was finding my, I didn't want to use the typical breaks, the funky drama and all that. I didn't want to, I wanted to make my own breaks and make it seem like I had my own breaks. So if you listen to that record, you won't hear no drums that. You heard typical mm. drums that you heard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So impeach the president. You won't hear that. You right. know what I'm saying? So I was purposely trying not to use that stuff. Gotcha. So I go to the record store trying to find something different. Mm. You know, and like I said, it depends on what you on that day, how I'm feeling. Right. You know, musically, you know. So a lot of times I go straight to something a little different. You right. Know? You yeah. go to the uh the psychedelic rock. Psychedelic section, section yeah. and just look at the albums. Yeah, and- so much music. People like to complain, to, you know. I think people like to complain about it's too many rappers, too many, there's too much. But we, I, it's still nothing compared to what they did back in the day. It was, it's so much music that's been made. Yes, yeah. But what I liked about back in the day, everybody took pride in their artwork that that's, went along with the music. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love that. And, and when you were saying something about, um, you know, the art and the music, it's like, Back in the day, you would buy an album. You would learn sampling. <clears throat> you would learn like about the mute, you know, the musicians that play, and it was like unconsciously educating you. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know you were being educated about music. Right. So while you listening to a record, you're reading the credits and mm-hmm. reading who the bass player was or the guitar player was. And I think that's what's wrong with today. Like with Apple Music and all you're this not stuff, getting you the know, liner notes. you're not seeing it. Yeah, no, I used to love good. doing that. When, like when you get a when you get a CD, you get a new album, and then you looking because cause I was I was looking the books. Yeah, I would just be like, oh, this is the this the dude that did this. You see the name, you see the government names right. in the parentheses exactly next, next to the track. <laughs> you be like, oh, who is uh, yeah. you know. And right. then you see the last name, the full yeah. name. You be like, "Oh, that must be their real name." So you yeah. digging and all that, and then it contains samples from. Right. And we love like oh, samples. Oh yeah, contains samples from. You love yeah. to see that, right? You be like, "Oh, let me listen yeah. to." <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. That's so fun. I love like when it's accidental. Right. Where like uh, 
I hear a song that's old, and then I'll be like, yo, that's the yeah. that's the sample from uh, Such a Witch. I did it the other day watching this movie called Deep Rising. Okay. A little, little, a little <laughs> horror movie that didn't even do good at the box office. Yeah. Got Treat Williams in there as the star. Movie comes on. <laughs> I hear the sample from Nas's You Won't See Me Tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was it was the the first bit of music See, played in the movie. And I'm just yeah. like, yo. And then I hit her up. I'm like, yo, what song is this? Because she, she likes that song, you right. know. And so I was just like, I love finding that. Finding that out, man. Did that yeah. with a uh, Midnight Express with uh oh that movie that movie man, I was just, I had, love that movie with the Turkish uh, yes when he's in jail. that prison yeah, yeah the Outcast sample did you did you notice that nah that's crazy and I just watched it about a year ago again yeah, yeah I, I pull it up every once in a while that's one of my movies next time you watch it when it comes on it's that it's, they use it for oh, yeah, Return yeah, yeah, of the Gangster yeah, and I was like yo that's the Outcast I just gotcha. be mad excited I didn't even realize that yeah but I, I know the guy that did the soundtrack that's the same guy that did the Scarface music, I think, right? It sounds similar. Sounds it, it similar, got that right. similar dark tones. And, yeah. and you know, for Scarface, Mob Deep did the, yeah, yeah, right. uh, the World is Mine. I forget the name uh, of Thug it. Thug Life is Mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Need to give it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they got that from the Scarface soundtrack. Right. So it was just like, I love finding those yeah. out on accident. Right. It'd be like it's crazy. exciting, man. It's you educating yourself about music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You gotta know. Yeah, because then you know, you're digging. Yeah, you're digging. What's yeah. the um what's the one album you picked up just randomly that like surprised you? That's like that's not uh R and B ish or just like like you ever pick up just like a rock album that you're just like, yo, this. Uh, it's so many. Mm-hmm. It's like so, what's uh, the one that sticks out the most? The one? Oh man. Um uh, Man, I can't really say. I can't. It's so many. Right. It's uh, and some of them I don't want to tell on myself because oh, I you didn't don't clear them. Give me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <The> clear. <laughs> they be like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. They start funny. digging the song up. We That's here to collect. Funny. <laughs> we here to collect. He snitched on himself. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> no, That's but funny. it's so many. Like That's like part of the and part of the um. The psychological behind digging, you, it's talking about the artwork that adds up with the music right. along with the label and the year, and it's just something that gets inside you. Yeah. You're just like, this got to have something on it. Right. I mean, you got the, mm-hmm. the white dude with the afros, and you know what I mean? <laughs> You'd be like, I know he was funky. You already know. When you see a <laughs> white dude funky. with the fro yeah. from back in the day, uh, pick that record up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be so He's going to have something for that oh, ass. He got something right. for that ass. Man, yeah. I love good album covers, man. Like, I love, um, man, I'm not even a music producer. I can mm-hmm. imagine. If I made music, right. it'd just be records all over the crib. And it'd just be like, <laughs> I like this album cover right here. This. And because um, I feel like, and like you were saying, like, uh, now that everybody's streaming stuff, yeah, they no longer looking deeper into the, the project itself. Right. Only the real music heads are actually getting physical copies yeah, still, like it. true it's, fans. Yeah, and it's missing some stuff, too. Yeah, so it's just like... I miss the days of like, you know, and some rappers include like Nas on It Was Written, he included the lyrics in the booklet. That, that's so you dope. can go read everything he's saying right then and there. You can yeah. still do that on, on the on the Google. Right. 
But sometimes they they be fumbling on. on they be fumbling, right? Yeah, yeah like, they fumbled on a couple see? of my little bars, yeah. man. <laughs> Speaking of booklet, oh, don't you have uh, two CDs? Oh man, listen, man, come on, man. Oh, yeah. I told you. Now I want you. So I got high tech. <laughs> Break that down. I got high tech, uh, high technology two and three, and I got the first one too. But I, right. I don't have it in the case still. Okay, but. I want you to see how old this is to let you know <laughs> it's the real that thing. I've had this for a long time. It's all battered, scraped up, <laughs> ashy on the on the inside. Booklet is ashy <laughs> to let thing. you know I ain't just buy this because you was coming in. Oh man, that's love. Big fan. Yeah, you could tell you've been playing. That yeah, one. man. This, this, look at man. Look at this, man. Mad rotation. Yes, sir. Ashy on the other side. Some scratches. <laughs> Lived in. Dope, man. I appreciate that, man. Man, because I'm telling you, man. Um, and then with you, you you got so many artists on your high tech albums. What's up with Dion? What's Dion up to? Man, he's dealing with he dealing with some things in his life. I don't really yeah. speak to him a lot. He'll reach out mm-hmm. every once in a while, talking crazy. Yeah, but I know he's dealing with some things, so I really don't pay attention to it. Right, know, but uh, his voice. He, I think he live out here. He out here out in L.A. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know. Some people let this industry get to them, man. They can't deal with it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? it's but, a lot. You know, I can't let that stop. I can't let that stop me. Right, you know what I mean. But right, he. I guess he good. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Some people. I asked can. about him because yeah. you know the song uh, "Keep It Moving" is always in my head, and the way he sang is kind of his talented. voice is kind of haunting a little bit. Yeah. Like the the sound of it. And I'm right. Like, man, I like that. You know, talented what I'm dude, man. Yeah. Talented, great talent, like. When I first heard him, like, I'm not really, like, I was working on Jonelle, uh, which is a uh, song around and around, and around right? Yep. I was working on that at that time uh, when I met Dion, but uh-huh. I was, like, at the end of her project. It's before uh, Def Jam let her go or whatever. Mm. And uh, when I met Dion, I really, I was so, I'm the type of producer, I kind of, like, go all the way in. Like, I didn't even want to hear a male singing voice at the time when I was working on her solo project. So, But when I heard him, yeah, I was like, man, this dude the truth yeah because like, i don't I, in in my mind i was thinking like at the time i was thinking like you know a lot of male r&b was just kind of whiny you know mm-hmm. i didn't really want to go into that chamber you know what i mean yeah i was trying to more you know hip-hop r&b not okay i, I was expecting like boys to men r&b from him and then some of the mm. songs but once i heard his tone i was like you know i'm big into tone i, I could I, I could i got a good ear for like you know what I'm saying? Uh, just that tone, you know, yeah. and that's what I heard out of him. I was like, man, this tone is Marvin Gaye-ish, you know, yeah. and you know, I, it was it was flawless. And as we worked, he he just got, he just la- allowed me to use him as an instrument mm-hmm. in a sense. You know what I mean? I was yeah. showing him, I was showing him things that he never done before to okay. keep him outside of that typical R and B stuff. So a lot of stuff, and majority stuff, I actually wrote. You oh, know wow. what I mean? So it was kind of me singing through him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He like, was just the this. instrument. Yeah. 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 Did you ever sing those parts to yourself or around anybody? Oh, for sure. It's yeah. a lot of joints that I be singing on. People oh, really? don't even know it. Yeah. Oh, Not necessarily man, me, singing, man. but yeah. it be there. You be you be in hey, the background. I don't credit myself for that shit. No. Yeah, you sneaky <laughs> bastard. You sneaky uh, bastard. Yeah, I'll be sneaking it in. Man. Yeah. Um You you work with corrupt a lot too. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's family, man. Yeah, yeah. that that dude. Um, I w- I wish he had did uh, a full project with you as a producer. 
because I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan one of, of my favorite right there, Corrupt. My goodness, Corrupt man, you get Corrupt, corrupt. a dope beat lyrically. He gonna oh man, he gonna it's deliver. One of my favorite all day. He he stood out so much on the Doggy Style album. I was just like, but like um, I would love to to have heard an album. With just one producer, namely, man, if you if you and Corrupt would have did like a full, yeah, we we was supposed to do something man. too, man. I just it just you know that never really panned out, but I, yeah, yeah, we was on the phone a few times talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me him and Terrence, Terrence for, you know, me him and Terrence was gonna put something together on that. That was crazy. That would have been crazy. We'd have, you know. Do you like working with one MC for a full album, or do you prefer? Outside, outside of making your own albums, do you prefer, like you know, doing like what you did with uh, Train of Thought, or do you prefer like doing tracks here and there for different projects? I prefer I prefer working with us. A little bit of well, a little bit of both, but majority I would like to have that artist I can craft something yes. with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it allowed me to experiment. Yeah, it allows me to like speak through the beats right. and I feel like that's why I'm sitting here right now because mm-hmm. I'm able to speak through the music I'm not just your average producer you know what I mean because right. a lot of people that make beats or produce you know you can't you don't even you can't put a face with the with the music right you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I was without rapping like you know as much I was able to put a, na- a face to my music right but that I was able to do that through people like Quali and Black Star, and mm-hmm. you know, and Snoop, and you know, people shouting my name out, yeah, on beats, you know, but yep. you only get the shout out if you're special, yeah, yeah. Everybody don't get the shout out. A lot of rappers don't even mention the producer, nah. like, who you got to do your own Everybody research, don't like, who get the did this, exactly, yeah. So I'm I'm real grateful to that, and that mm-hmm. I would prefer to like work with an artist that uh that allowed me to experiment. So yeah, finding that artist. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. You, you gotta have the synergy. You gotta you gotta yeah. be able to vibe. Cause I, I really be like stern on like how they rap on my beat. Okay. So if some guys can't get that pocket, mm-hmm. I'll get turned off. Okay. I don't care how you How know, you be letting them know. Like then this ain't it. They got like like I said, even with like cats like Dion, like I, I had to uh he allowed me to train him into that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't reject me. And then he also brought what he had already to the table. Yeah. But when it came time for me to do me through through him, yeah. He he allowed me to do that. Same with Kwali. Okay. I call him like Kwali's one of them dudes, you know, I call it he he don't uh what I call it beat discriminate. Okay. He don't discriminate yeah. on none of the beats. It's whatever. Right. If you say take do I'm with it. Okay, so he's but, easy to work with. Yeah, in a sense, we have we have our clashes, mm-hmm. but when we worked when we was working together a mm-hmm. lot, he would allow me to just do. I wouldn't say even allow me, but whatever I bring to him, mm-hmm. it wasn't like no rejection as far okay. as music goes. But internally, with producers, we're sensitive to our music. Right. You know what I mean? So if you got somebody that's constantly like, mm-hmm. it's like. You know, it's a turn off. Yeah. Because we know what we're trying to come with. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if they allow you to do that, so it, it helps inspire us to be like, oh, shit, now I can add this and I add that. Right. And what you what you hear on the final product, 
is what a lot of times is what the artist allowed us to do. Okay. So it makes us sound like a better producer. Mm -hmm. That's the way I feel, you know, because a lot of artists can, some people want beats that's already crafted and done. They don't mm -hmm. give you no feedback. They don't make you feel inspired. They just right. want it already. They just like, you Superman, just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do it, man. I'll, yeah. yeah. You, you know what it. you do. Do, yeah, do yeah. the thing that you do and then, and then send it to me. You then need, so, you need yeah. some feedback, you know. Right. So it's part of the inspiration of a producer is what you get from the artist. Mm -hmm. So working with like a single artist with, is, is preferable. You know, I, I like yeah. I prefer that. But I'll be because I, I feel like they make better albums when it's just one producer. I feel like yeah. those albums come out more cohesive. Right. Occasionally lightning strikes where it's just like, you know, it, you'll get an Illmatic. But even even that album, it wasn't that many producers. It wasn't nah. that many. You had Premier. And they were all in the that, same, you know, would, circle. You could tell. It was yeah. like they were, they were, you could tell they were working together on that album. Right. You know, P-Rock, L-E-S, yeah. Large Professor. And it was just like, you can tell you that they jailed. Right. And it was like, because it felt like, yeah, you know, this album, yeah, one producer. It At the same like, time, it sounded signature to each producer. It did. Like, yep. it felt, you felt Pete Rock in this song. You felt Premier on this track. And then for you, um, for you, I want to ask too, with that mindset of like, you know, working with, with Cass on your albums, you got some, some established names coming in. Yeah. Were they easy to work with in terms of like you know, because you got the vision. This is your album, so you already got the vision. Yeah. So then you bring in like a Ghostface or like you know, um, all these heavy hitters that you got. Were they like yeah, you know, were they following the lead or did they come in and just be like this? <laughs> nah. This is what I laid out. You know what, man? Like what what people hear a lot of times, it, it comes from. They don't realize it comes from all over the place. Like, mm -hmm. if a lot of the tracks be like sitting in the crate or sitting sitting somewhere, and um, I might come back to it yeah. and, and try to help craft a full album. Uh, with that high technology too, in particular, mm -hmm. I was working with uh, my uh, manager at the time, uh, Johnny Shipes. No he helped me put that album together, though. So shout out to him for that, man. I, I never really gave him a lot of credit for that, but mm -hmm. appreciated him help me helping me put that together because uh, he helped me like I had all these ideas and beats, mm -hmm. but he he helped reach out to a lot of the artists and help me hear mm -hmm. who could be on it. Yeah, along with my you know vision as well. We just put our heads together and made it happen. But a lot of the tracks, like for instance, like uh, Music for Life, that yes. track I had that me and me and Marsha, I think we did that like. Maybe four years before you hear you heard it. Really? Yeah. Dang. We did that back like in like oh well, I think that that technology two was released in oh six. Uh -huh. I think we did that in like oh two. Oh wow. Yeah, at least. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did the hook. I was sitting on it. Nas had it for uh -huh. a while. And uh that's where you get that Nas verse from. So I had the Nas verse. Mm -hmm. Nas was gonna use it for his album. Mm hmm. Uh, never use it. I reached out to him and was like, "Yo, can I use it for my project?" And he gave it to me. And then I reached out to Common and you know, yeah, put myself on it. You know yep. what I mean? I was just like, "Man, this is a record." Yeah. And I had to like, like with Dilla, that drop you hear from Dilla, mm -hmm. that was from the original High Technology too. I had started working on in '02. Okay. And you know, actually that idea when I had the Music for Life hook, mm -hmm. I was it was gonna be an instrumental. 
and I was just gonna have people doing drops, oh, expressing, just talking, yeah. just talking for, about. For well, no, just, just uh, in general for music, for right. like just expressing what music meant to them. So mm -hmm. you, that's where you hear Buster talking on the end. Yeah. And I had like a lot of other people that I didn't get to use on the record, but uh -huh. the Dilla drop and the Buster drop is like from that original idea. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like when you hear those, this project, mm -hmm. it's a, a cumulative of um, older tracks new ideas, mm -hmm. and somebody kind of helping me see that vision. Yeah. Like I said, my dude helped me put it together at the time. Johnny Shipes? Johnny Shipes, yeah. Shout out to Johnny Shipes. Yeah, yeah, he helped me put man. that part two together. That shit was crazy. But yeah. some of the ideas he did come up with, I was like, man, that, that do work. That sounded yeah. right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, um, now as far as, like, the caliber of artists I was able to get on that project, mm -hmm. that was just, you know, a blessing like you know as far as people respecting my music sound and yeah you know along with the connections mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and people just with it yeah you know, with it, you know what i mean I, and then i look up i'm like damn i got nine interscope artists on this project Yo, let me tell y'all who he and, had and i was able to clear them you know what i mean yeah a lot of people get artists on their record and can't clear them or oh. now they get artists they'll pay them but they can't clear them. Oh. So that's like the, the big heartbreak. You know, so when I just paid this dude 10, 20 stacks for a verse and I can't And they don't have it. to give it back? And can't, no, no, nah, it's spent. Dang, they dog. spent that at the strip club, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, <laughs> man. Cash. And this is who we had on, on the first, the, the second high technology. Yeah. He had Q-Tip, Corrupt, Lil Tone. Lil Tone in the building. Lil Tone was up in there, man. Uh, Talib. The Willie Cottrell band, is that family? That's Pops. Yeah, that's, that's Pops. Oh, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. So you had Pops on the record. Yeah, Pops on the record with Ghostface. Oh, man. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? Classic. Pretty Ugly. Yeah. Buster Rhymes is on here. Uh, Raekwon, Papoose, Jada, The Game. Um, Talib was all over this album. Devin the Dude, Jay Dillon, Nas, Common, Buster, Marsha. That's crazy. All stars. Un un unheard of from a producer of my level. Yeah. To be honest with you. Even some producers bigger than me. I mean, you know, that you may think big, but can't get them type of collaboration. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> what what what's the song that people, fans, talk about the most to you? Like what what's the song that comes up the most as people's favorite uh, from you? Oh, uh, the blast. The blast? Yeah. The blast. The blast. Uh, yeah, for sure. The blast. So I, I get, heard uh -huh. that you were supposed to have a remix with Erica. It's, it, it was released. It was released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I, I think it was officially released, but it's it's on a vinyl for sure. Oh, it's out. Yeah, it came, that came out. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that was crazy, man. That was down a, this vinyl. a really big accomplishment at the time when yeah. we did that. That was like huge. I couldn't believe Erica was on the record and. Erica Badu. Yeah, man. I didn't. I honestly, you know. I didn't think it. I should have touched the beat like that. I should have left it a little original uh -huh. and just let it remix itself in yeah. a sense. But I kind of, I was just, I went in on the beat, changed the beat up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was telling you this at the comedy club, man. Like, I used to watch the Blast video on repeat. I, w I worked in the Department of Black Programs in New Mexico oh, State. Oh, yeah, you did, sir. 
And then the, and they had a little computer lab in there. I'm in there watching videos like crazy. And so uh, I'm in the back. I just got the blast running on repeat oh, uh, because the video was perfect because of the rain. Yeah. And uh, just the whole vibe of the video, I was Man. just like, this. And then it was just like, and then you rapped on there. I was like, yo, how take me rapping? <laughs> and I was like, oh, he been yeah. rapping? And then, you know, so it was just like, that was my cut. And you was oh, telling man. me at the comedy club that you, you got sick because y'all was in the rain. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, your mom's in the video, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, I was just like, yo, th this is my video. Once I finally craft my top 10 hip hop, top 100 hip hop songs of all time, Singles, just so I can narrow everything That's down. Dope. The blast <laughs> is definitely on. Yeah, there. Happy shout out! What well, happy twenty first anniversary to that album? Man, oh, twenty one just passed on the seventeenth. Damn, seventeenth of October, should I say? Yeah, twenty one years. Yo, that's a yeah. classic, bro. And I'm not right. just saying Thank that because you, you're sitting here. Appreciate it. You can go. You can scroll down in my Instagram and find the post. I was like, yo, this album right here, classic. Thank you, bro. Appreciate Top it. And it's a long album. But it's fire. Yeah, man. So I was talking to, who was I talking to the other day? Uh, DJ Khalil. He was telling me, he was just saying the same thing. Yeah. It's like a lot of lot of songs. It's a lot of songs, <laughs> but there ain't no skips. Ain't no skips. You know how hard it yeah, is to, to no craft skips. an album? Yeah, man. Damn near 20 songs. It might be 20. It's like, yeah, it's 21, I think. I don't know. No skips. It's 20, 2021, yeah. That's amazing. You got a hidden track on that. Oh, you got the scene. That's what yeah. I'm talking about, man. You got like the hidden head track. track. Matter of fact, track. I think you got, sing, if I do my top 100 hip-hop songs list, you got two songs on my top 100, just off the top of my head. Okay. You got Respiration on there, too. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Respiration, y'all, it's on the it's on their Black Star album. It's, it's most, Talib, and Common. That's one of the best songs I've ever heard. And anytime I bring it up, anytime I post about it, people be like, yeah, respiration. The video is perfect. The song is perfect. It's just, you know. And I remember fully taking that song in. I was on the Greyhound bus to Chicago from New Mexico. And I was just, I had that song on repeat. And I was just like, this right here. So what you create, man, it's something about music. Like doing comedy, we be making people laugh. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. But music is a whole nother connection to people that you can't describe. Like everybody in this room right now, they have music that can immediately take them to a, a mood, a memory, yeah, right. a feeling. Just as soon as they hear it, man, yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's a time machine. Yeah, you can remember where you were when. Time machine, yeah. for sure. You, everything. Yeah. Kind and of it's remember like, where you was at. The man, time in the heard. moment? Yeah. Like, man, I remember, you know. Yeah. And. That's what me and you you in the you in the realm of music to where, you know, when I when I meet you and like people I'm fans of, it's just like you you're a part of my life. You know, even though That's we tough. never met in person till yeah. recently, but you've been in my life for mad long. And right. it's just like, you know, that's that's something dope that musicians have that I'm sure y'all don't take that for granted, but Nah, Man, we, we, we do that. Here. We do. I'm like that in the same. You know, when I meet some of my heroes, like yeah. you know, Pete Rock, when I got to meet him, mm -hmm. and just how much I learned from him. You know that he, you know, probably didn't know, but I'm pretty sure you know, he learned from somebody as well. Right. You know, I know he's a big James Brown. 
Yeah. And he'll tell you, you everything. Tell. I mean, he, he you can is, tell his production. He's James Brown part two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's his that's his dude right mm -hmm. there. And I'm like that, you know, with, with Pete or, you know, premiering people like that, you know, the guys I listen listen to coming up. And yeah. When you meet them, it's like you know them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like the music speaks. Yeah. You know, you're speaking through that music and it's it's a language. You got so many Memories attached to these artists that it's yeah. just like, of course, like, oh man, right. Rock, Same you know? with Dre. When I first met Dre, it just felt yeah. like I knew him, you know. Right. I mean? When I, you know, I wasn't really. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, damn, this is Dr. Dre. And you yeah. start thinking all the history because actually, like, Dre was the first album I ever bought. Like with the uh, the Chronic. Nah, the um, the the uh, Wrecking Crew record. Oh, Surgery. you bought that? Yeah, when I was like oh, wow. seven years old. So <laughs> really? my, mom, my mom took us to the record store and shit. Yeah. And she was like, you know, me and my brother and my sister, she was like, y'all pick out a record, you know, whatever one y'all want. Mm. And that's the one I picked. The world-class record. Right, yeah, what surgery. made you get that album? Because one of my friends, his his uncle, well, my friend's uncle was a DJ. Uh -huh. And he used to play it all the time. I was like, I got to get that. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Calling Dr. Dre to surgery. Yeah. Yeah. My brother bought the Renegades of Funk, mm. and my sister Yo. bought the Fat Boys record. The Fat Boy Crushing? Yeah. Was it Crushing? Oh, it was one when they in the jail suits. Uh, oh, I forget the name of that album. Boys, nah, the, it was called the Fat Boys. Nah. I forget the name of that one. Yeah, that's one she bought. Yeah. yeah. So I never forget, like, you know, I don't listen to Dre since them days, you know what I mean? Because not a lot of people can say they got the world-class wrecking crew first. No, I got that. Yeah, you A lot got of people be like, NWA, yeah. you chronic. You was like, nah, man. Nah, I go back to the wrecking crew. <laughs> they had the costumes on. Yeah, yeah. On the, it was like the... a drawing of him uh, on the turntable and all that. Yo, yeah. that's dope, man. The doctor suit. Yeah, it was crazy. The full shebang. What's your favorite movie? Wow. I'm all over the place out here. Wow, Hard hitting questions up yes. in here. My favorite movie, man. Mm -hmm. Damn, I don't really have a favorite movie, but. Ooh. And what's your wife's favorite movie that you ain't really rocking with, but she be watching it all the time? Oh, man. <laughs> I wouldn't even consider her a, a movie buff, for real. Like, I've been That's trying to get her to sit and watch a movie. She won't watch the movie. Nah. What's she be watching? <laughs> Uh, nope. The murder show. I be thinking she's trying to plot on me. She be watching Forensic yeah, Files. Yeah, the Forensic Files. That's what shit. Oh, <laughs> why you be, do you be that? for your safety? You be yeah, like, man, why are you watching? Watch Snap. Oh, the ID <laughs> channel. Yeah, why do we do that as women? I keep watching them damn forensic shows. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. Like, I don't oh. know why women watch those shows and then they be shook. <laughs> they be out here shook. Like, Sabrina be shook out here. Oh, be she be shook. like, hey, man, I need the cameras. I heard a noise. She be texting me. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah, exactly. But they you would think they would avoid I've been through some stuff, stuff right? Gone. But, man. I've been through some You keep things, watching right? the show to make them paranoid. Man. <laughs> and then they be we, all in, too. Because yeah. I be all in the, the forensic files. <laughs> we watch the shows to know what to look for. Yeah, okay. Uh, and how to protect ourselves. And how to get away with no, that's the oh. part that's scary. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right I'm kidding. Yeah. The how to get away. <laughs> What's my new show now with the doctor? I forget her name. She's a, she a real doc? Autopsy. Doctor. Oh. 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 The autopsy? She goes and find out what happened. Oh, what snap. Happened. Oh. It's like I moved on. She's a oh. upgraded to the autopsy. Autopsies. That's nah, interesting, yeah. though. Yeah, that's the. That's super interesting. It is. Yeah. The autopsy. You got a stomach that stuff, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So you come home and it'd be yeah. like, on repeat. So the victim was found. And you'd be like, 
but Tony, let me tell y'all, Tony loves Forensic oh, Files. Man. The, every hotel I go every to, ho- I turn to that channel because it be on back to back to back yeah. to back. back, to back to every they only do out. news like in the early yeah. part of the day. Then once they hit the five, that's the one yep. she be watching. Files. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be all in. The hotel, even when we leave, we leave the TV on to just Forensic Files. So yeah. we when we walk back into the hotel, it's like, Yep. And she was found in the bathroom. And oh, I immediately, God. I immediately be all in. Yeah, I'm immediately, like, oh, he's barely what? still got all his stuff on, and yep. he's, he's getting undressed. Like, oh, oh. Yep. I don't know funny. what's going on. I don't know what happened, but I'm like, I, I know the boyfriend did it. Exactly. You know, I know he did it, man. Hey, you'd be so surprised when you found out he did. Huh? Yep. Yeah. I'm like, yep. oh, Damn. so they was poisoning them the whole time. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So, but I, I, I can't say that. Like Castaway is one of the movies that when I when oh. I'm like skipping through channels, yeah, you watch it. I gotta just stop and That's watch. Your, it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think or we like all a, got a movie like that. Oh, we, yeah. Anytime it's on, Where, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. That's Goodfellas for me. Goodfellas, Casino, oh, Casino you know. too. Yeah, I'm not like that with Scarface no more because I think I just played it out. It ain't yeah. good. Yeah, Scarface maybe. was a screw up, man. Yeah, he was on some bullshit. Well, that, that, <laughs> Scarface, Tony Montana pisses me he, he off because best friend, he killed man, his was, best friend over some crazy. bullshit. Yeah, that was some bullshit. And that never sat right with me. Yeah. Even the first time I saw it, I was like, yo, this dude wild. And then when he killed uh, when he killed Manolo, I was just like, over this? Yeah. Over him crazy. dating your sister? He obviously loved her because he married her. Like, right, exactly. We family now. He told him though. He was he a man of his word. Him. But come on, man. Yeah. He saved his life. He sure did. Manolo saved his ass when he was about to get chainsawed up. Yeah, he saved his life. He That's got to supersede. Yeah, he should have gave him. Pass. Don't date my sister. If you right. save right. my life, you can had you can make a porno with he my sister. He did save his life. That's right. Yeah, he saved. Yeah. You saved my life. I was about to get cut up in the bathtub. That's right, with a chainsaw. You can smash my mom's <laughs> while I'm in the room. <laughs> For that? <laughs> Please, as long as my mom is in on it, hey, who am I? Right. Exactly. Consent. You saved my life. As long as, it, long as there's consent. <laughs> Do you, bro. I owe uh, you. But Tony funny. didn't respect that. Nah, he so didn't. Like, man, forget Tony, man. Yeah. Lose cannon. It's crazy, though. If you watch... Um, what is it, Black Caesar? It seemed like they got a lot of ideas from you know Black Caesar. Yeah. You know they did. Because he did this, he did the same thing. His account, his best friend, mm-hmm. best with his uh, ex-wife, I guess. Yeah. At the time. <laughs> yep. And he, you know, he didn't kill him, but he whooped on him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It was kind of the same couple you, of you ideas. They did, man. Yeah, they Those black exploitation films, they feel like, all right, if we're if we're gonna make a a major motion picture for the whites. Yeah. They probably look at it as they probably haven't even seen these black exploitation yeah, films, so we can them. just take them. We can sample ideas. these records, right? And then yeah, boom, sample these records, and then they put it all together, and then and then Scarface gets all the glory because you got Brian De Palma, you got Al Pacino, yeah. and then that's Quentin Tarantino's whole life. Quentin Tarantino is remix McGee. Yeah, all he does is take remix other movies, like Kill Bill is like three or four other movies yeah. in one. Yep. And he doesn't even change like the characters or anything. It's yep. like mm-hmm. he just literally takes bits and pieces from other movies. Like Reservoir Dogs is a whole yep. movie already. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, yeah, let me take that. Yep. And then he gets all the all, all the, the glory. All the glory. Yeah. Yep. He'd be like, because you know, he worked in the video store. It's, right. So he was all, already perfect. digging in the crates yeah, already. at the video store. He's yeah. just like, yeah, this. So 
even when he came out. He wrote True Romance. Yeah, I, li- I used to like that movie. True though. Romance? Yeah. That movie. I used to have that on VCR tape. Yeah. I used to have that on repeat. Yeah, that was a that good was movie. Yeah. I avoided it initially. I was like, oh, I know romance. initially. Yep. I was just like, the title. I was just like, <laughs> Romance. I was like, nah, man, look out. But then when I watched it, I was like, yo, this movie's good. There's a lot of dope like movies that I'll stop and watch if mm-hmm. it was on like uh, Fargo. Yeah, Fargo, Fargo was good. Yeah, that was my movie. I liked that. Yeah. He yeah. was screwing up, man. <laughs> it was one thing. It was a goofy movie, movie man. Man. It's crazy. At the beginning of that movie, they tell you it was based on a true story, but come to find out it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. They was playing with us. Oh, that's was cool. Man, don't do this. <laughs> um, what's your favorite? What's your go-to meal right now? What's your favorite meal at the crib? At the crib? Mm-hmm. Man. you be like... Oh, this is putting you on blast. What's my favorite meal? <laughs> <laughs> favorite meal at the crib? Turkey leg. Oh, turkey oh, leg. Sure. That's his. That's his. That's, that's you all day. Turkey leg. The way she make them though. Yeah. She got it with the cream of celery. Ooh. Smoked for like two days. She Ooh. said, "Chill, not the recipe, not the secret." The oh yeah, okay. Yeah, she kept giving up her Yo, recipe. She said, man. "Chill." She's like, "Chill, chill, chill, chill." So they falling off the bone then. Yeah, falling off the bone mm-hmm. with the cream of celery. Yeah. 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 So you be yeah. excited on that. Yeah, I'm to get hungry right now. Yeah, that's it. Y'all got me over here. Yo, we get back. When we get back home. Yeah, she hit it on there because I actually was really thinking. I was like, damn, I forgot. But she know what the, you know, I like the turkey legs. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like a request. I know. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, we Turkey just talking. Leg. We just shooting the breeze. The eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we planting the seeds is what we're doing. So I know you got. You mentioned you had four sons, right? You got four, five. I got five. Yeah, five sons, got five oh. boys. Are, are they any of them still at the house? Yeah, three, three still at the crib. Yeah. What's the ages of your sons? What's the breakdown? Uh, twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. Mm-hmm. 16, 15, and 5. Oh, wow. We got the gap right there. Yeah. 15 and 5. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he was supposed to be a girl. Okay. So I did everything they told me to do on yeah. YouTube. Oh, you was doing all of it? And it didn't work. Trying to get the girl going. <laughs> yeah. A baby girl? That was so the plan? That baby girl was the plan. And then yeah. the ultrasound, they was like penis. We <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah. ah. Hey, you know what's crazy? We seen the, the ultrasound, right? Mm-hmm. That's the craziest part. Like, we both was like, the lady got mad at us because we was, I guess we was just felt so entitled and so spoiled because we got a big family, you know. Uh-huh. But we were a little upset because we were so set on trying to hide this girl, you okay. know. But she was like, she kind of put us in check really quick. Yeah. Like, you know, there's people out here that can't have kids. And, perspective. Uh, you know what I'm kids saying? Kids with the perspective. Oh, she, was, she was a little heated at yeah. us because we were like. <laughs> so y'all visibly no was like. A little bit. Oh, yeah. Let me see it again. Let me see it again. You sure? Yeah. A I little think bit. This is my job. Of course I'm sure. I right. Exactly what Damn. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We the little man supposed to have been the girl, but, yeah. you know. You know, now that I think about it, I'm glad he was a boy because he fit right in. Boom. Right. And it's, you know, girls are a mess. Oh. Girls, are, girls are a mess. I mean, <laughs> girls are tough. Yeah. That's what I hear. They tough. That's what I hear, man. I see a lot of my, my brother got, uh, he got three girls. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you he see. No, nah, he, he good. He, he good. actually did pretty good. But yeah. I see a lot of brothers, and just with girls in general, like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, girls is like, Man, they tough to deal with. Yeah. It's real emotional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
lot of lot of lot of baggage. <laughs> A lot yeah, of things you don't know about. And if you're used to boys, you know, I couldn't Especially imagine myself jumping into a little and the girl, girl like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She's going to yeah. be spoiled riding, though. Right. You know, you, you already know. Like, you know. Because, like, you know, know uh, I wanted a girl at one point, and I was just like, you know, if I was to ever have another, you know, kid, I was like, girl, you know, because yeah. I feel like I'd be a good girl dad. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I got half of it, like with my stepdaughter. You know, my wife had a uh, daughter prior to my okay, relationship, yeah. but so I got to raise her yeah. from eleven to you know where she is now. Oh, yeah. she's now 20, 22. 22. 22. Okay, she right behind the oldest boy. Then, yeah, in that, so yeah. I got to raise her a little bit. And, oh my God, I couldn't imagine from the beginning a girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, it's, I can <laughs> see with girls, it's a lot. I, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Now, now, raising a girl, I'm asking you, does it get? Because I feel like I feel like with the boys, because I can only go from my own perspective on raising kids. So I had the boys. Mm-hmm. I feel like it got easier raising boys once they hit like five and up, just because it's just easier to manage them. They they're more independent. They're more. You know, they be, they're becoming themselves. Yeah, you kind of let them yeah. do what they want to do. You could have conversations. You you know, mm-hmm. you still, you know, in, in the trenches. But it was just like, if it was easier. Like babies, like babies and toddlers and that little period. <laughs> oh, no they still throwing tantrums then. They, oh, they doing this. They putting their life at risk. Yeah, she they, always <laughs> say that. Like, I can't wait till he's five, six years old so yeah. he can hold his own. That's See? prime real estate time. Right. Then, you know, put your seatbelt on. They can, yeah, they, yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. 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 That's the period you're waiting on. <laughs> right. And, like, you know, with, with daughters, like, you know, they always say, oh, the girls are emotional, this, that, and the third. Like, when does that kick in mm. where, you know, uh, parents feel <laughs> the emotions of a of a daughter? Mm. I always wondered that because, you know, we're going to go through the, the bullshit phase, the, 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 the zero through five. So then, you know, what's it like raising a girl? Never ends. Exactly. Six, oh, you say it never ends? Never ends. <laughs> never ends. Not with the girls. Never yeah. ends, I don't think. It's mm-hmm. just, they always, especially, you know, daddy's girl. Yeah. I see that, you know. Mm-hmm. Daddy's girls, they they always going to be baby girl, you know what I mean? And that's what I appreciate. Like, you know, yeah. I used to always, I I always clown my sons about how they turn their backs on on the parents. When they get to oh, a yeah, certain yeah, age, yeah. when they good, when boys are good, uh-huh. they good. They be like, nah, I'm, I'm good. You don't hear from them. Right. You got to nah, call them. Exactly. You got to text them. Yeah, I'm like, damn, man, you ain't checking in. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, they, nah, I'm good. Exactly. And so if they good, you don't hear from them. So it's like, all right. But with girls, right. whether good or bad, you gonna hear from them. You be like, hello, uh, how much you need? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Sure. Good or bad, you gonna hear from your girl. Like, especially like, you know, um, especially daughters and fathers. It's just like, my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad. Right. Mom's here, my dad. Yeah. You know? And so um, even when even when it was a rocky relationship with the pops, it's still yeah. my dad, yeah. you know? <laughs> and um, so I just be oh, like, man, man, daughters and dads, there's yeah. no back turn. No back turn. And so I used yeah. to be like, Cause I, I know my boys are gonna come back. Yeah, you know, um, 
once they good and then they always come back home like you know once they yeah. weed through the f- friends and the relationships yeah. and, and then they come back to the parents mm-hmm. if you were a good parent right. Right, they always come right. back. It's like, hey, yeah. man, the grandkids right. and this, yeah. that, and the third. So, <laughs> just hard, hard trusting, trusting that they are doing manly things. Exactly. You just, you good? Like, you know, yeah, yeah. You, I'll be worried about like the the biggest thing I would worry about with my sons, uh, especially my youngest, sincere. It's like, are you gonna you gonna keep your house clean? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Are you gonna you gonna do the dishes? Are you gonna do the? Because I've been wondering like without without being told to, even though he's twenty now, yeah. I still be like, man. <laughs> but he's gonna own like two dishes, two sets of like. Well, he's everything. very minimal. Yeah, he's so minimal that it'll be like he'll be like, what's the point? I'm just reusing. Yeah, <laughs> but I I just be worried about him because I'd be like. Are you gonna take the trash out without uh, no, having hey, it I was piled to the? I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so it just be those little things of yeah, like. You'd be wondering if you kind of actually instilled that part of. Yeah, you, you think being a, you would think them being around you, mm. and you being on them about doing certain things that they would take that with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. then you, like you said, when they get older, you see it like start to question like, are they gonna do this on their own for real? Right. You know, are you gonna be responsible to? Even check the mailbox. Just the basic sure. things, like <laughs> yeah, you gonna the pay the bills things. on time. You <laughs> right. Take the trash out without being, you know, provoked yeah, or with, poked. Exactly. To do it. And like that's so the that's stuff. what the thing I've been kind of up against. I feel like mm-hmm. you know, like having raising, um, well, not raising, but um, still being there for adult kids, like because mm-hmm. you, I think we think that we expect them to know. Cause right. we raised them, blah blah blah, but it's mm-hmm. like it's almost like it's another chamber, like that middle, from five to, you know, seventeen, yep. to like eighteen, and it's like, you still gotta now you gotta still teach them about credit, and you yes. know you gotta teach them how to be responsible mm-hmm. and why why you should care, right? You know, paying the bills on time, yeah. knowing that you know I, I might not be here to cover this. Exactly. You know, and this, that, and the third, teaching them that independence, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll be trying to do that with Sincere. I'll be like, hey, man, like, you know, his college tuition, for example, you know, he'll hit us up last minute about the tuition bill. Oh, wow. And I'll just minute. be like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, you know, we have it. We, we, all right, you know, but still, why, why does it always come down to the, yo, this is due today? And I'll be like, no, that's. <laughs> What, right. is, what is that's what is not responsible? Yeah. yeah, so I'll just be like, you got to be on top. Yeah, but the bill, the bill, the due date, when it's due, yeah. how much, you know. So I'll be trying to leave mm-hmm. that to him, yes, like sir. you know, on the account, because they be sending me emails from the school, and I'll be like, I ain't looking at the email. Uh, you supposed to tell exactly us what's due, when it's due, you know, right? right. So I just be worried about that, mm-hmm. you know. He's yeah, super smart, academic scholarship. Uh. But I know there's Little another stuff. side to it. That's how of, it is. Of the common, yes, you know, the, the basics. basics. Yeah, the basics. the basics. I know exactly. Yeah. I totally understand mm-hmm. what that. I <laughs> yeah. see him yeah. going through that. I'd be like, man, okay, this is a whole nother. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta keep teaching. I still gotta teach him. And right. It's like a whole different raising. Yeah. He'd be like, now look, man, see, with your credit going down, this <laughs> yeah. is why. You can't yeah. be getting your car repoed. <laughs> yeah. And I had to learn this growing yeah. up. So now yeah. I want them to know, like, don't get your car repoed. Right. You don't want that on your credit. You don't trust. want that. Exactly. Took me forever to get my credit back to some some decency. Right. But it'd be just that kind of stuff, like, once they get older. Yep. 
you know, that you worry about and think about financial responsibility, um, you know, being mindful of bills and when when they do. And, but at the same time, like, you know, like we were saying the other day, um, keeping the kids close. Yeah. Like, because, you know, black folks in America, we'd be like, when are you leaving the house? Yeah. You know, get your own. Like, exactly. You know, it's a big get your own mentality. Yeah. But to really secure any kind of wealth and strong family bonds, families that stick together, they right. do a better job. Do a better like job. They get the whole family under one roof, or they can expand, maybe get the house next door. Yeah. And, like, you know, they got the grandparents staying in. Yeah. Those those parents from overseas, yep. yeah. there'd be a whole family in that house. Yeah. I see it with and my neighbors. They was doing, yeah, like, man. I see it like mm-hmm. we and like black folks got this mentality of we gotta kick our kids out yeah. at eighteen. They, they fresh eighteen, you be like, you know, get on the bus. <laughs> Why are go. you kicking them out already? Yeah. Now they out here struggling in the yeah. struggle, like you struggling know, for no reason, uh, right? And I, I feel like you know, with, with you know, with our blessings that we able to how we, especially being an entrepreneur, we know a lot more than the average person, right? You know, average working person. I feel like because mm-hmm. we actually got to be extra responsible about we not you know what I mean we're not clocking in you know what right. I'm saying nobody writing us you know on clock checks mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but you know I definitely feel like that you know they should just like you know stay close like y- y'all y'all can leave when you're ready but just know that you know I'm not kicking you out yeah we got we can teach them a lot more you know yeah we, we also got to keep them together ain't nothing wrong with it you mm-hmm. know ain't nothing wrong with keeping them on until they fully get it. Yeah. There ain't no reason to make them struggle. Why should we make them struggle for, you know, right. the foundation? You know, we have a foundation for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Got to have a foundation, especially we, like, first-generation money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of people got, like, generational wealth that they just come into. Yeah. And I can't stand them type of people that, like, I had a you know, few of them friends who I feel like, you know, if you come from money mm-hmm. and uh, you take it for granted. You yeah. know what I mean? Or you want to be the black sheep of the family just because you just want to make it hard rich. I want to slum it up. <laughs> exactly. I'm know. living on on uh, on this park bench by choice. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, by really? Choice. Nah, you know? that, that type of stuff. Like, yeah. Nah, it's, it's the difference between making them struggle and making them understand. Right. You yeah. Because you can still have them under your roof and just be let them be know. Be their guardrails. Don't let them fall yeah. off the planet. You know? be like, I want y'all to at least cover the utilities. If you're going to be staying here grown, yeah. cover this. Yeah. Just chip in here, you know what I'm saying, do this. And then yeah. those are the steps to be like, all right. And that'd make them leave like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's just like, all right. Or they may get it and be like, you know, I'm ready to move out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I feel comfortable, you know. Right. I've been paying this election bill. <laughs> it's time for me to to do all the bills and my rent. <laughs> I've been handling business. And you got a curfew. <laughs> yep, the curfew. Oh, that curfew killer. Got a curfew. Uh, Still got to be in here at 12. Oh, when, when your kid, it's something about when your parents, I mean, when you when your kids live with you and they're grown, but then they just be strolling in 3 in the morning. You be oh, like, no. where was you at? Yeah, exactly. That's That's even me. though they grown, you yeah. be still like, hey. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you be like, well, let us know what's going on. Right. And so I feel like that never leaves. Nah. Your kids is a whole 27. You still like, hey, where was you at? Because <laughs> you look at them, no matter how old your kids get, you still see them as yeah. your babies, yeah. no matter what. 
Yeah. Like, you know, when I see my boys drive themselves somewhere, I'll be like, oh, you driving your little car? Yeah, man. And they grown, but I'm just, oh, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a touching, touchy fella. Like yeah, <laughs> it's like, man, I remember when you was, because you seen yeah. him from, from scratch. Yeah. So it's like. I see the older brother driving the little brothers around. Yeah, like, you be like, man, oh, that's crazy. you don't drive it. Yeah, you doing it yourself. Pull out the phone instantly. Yeah. pictures and shit. Yep. <laughs> it's always that, that dynamic. I feel like that never fades off. Right. Uh, anybody ask questions from There's the a, chat? quite a few questions. Okay. Um, I'm start with these two questions. Mm. First, Moyo said, uh, do you make the turkey legs in the crock pot? I have. You have, but that's not the go-to. No. Well, you, y'all going to have to pay her for this recipe. She's so. not giving up the yeah, recipe. Yeah, this ain't. <laughs> this is. <laughs> so I got to roast the pan. It's smothered. It's they smothered. They it with smoke. Like yeah, because he, he said smoke is smothered. Okay, oh. it's smothered, not oh, smoked. So it's yeah. lots of gravy. And okay. We giving y'all a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. She don't want to give the full recipe. She's yeah. throwing everybody off. <laughs> no, actually, it's smothered. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I read it on there. Yeah. Smoked or smothered. <laughs> it's smothered. Um, Hannah J asked, "Who is your favorite character on The Wire?" Ooh, on The Wire. Oh man, I really wasn't a wire fan. Oh. Yeah, I really so didn't we, cutting the, we cutting the episode <laughs> off. <laughs> Cut the camera, <laughs> man. Turn everything. I'm shutting it down. I never really? heard these albums before. <laughs> I really wasn't all the way into the wire. Like, yeah. I, I watched it in the beginning, and, and I'm the type of person like, if I miss like a few episodes, mm-hmm. or more than three, maybe more than two, if I can't catch up, yeah, I'm out. You fade out, yeah. Yeah. Or if I don't catch it from the beginning, like. I missed a lot of power. It took me a lot. I had to go back and watch yeah. the whole thing. You know I, what I, mean? I got on the power late. Yeah, I was late, yeah. man. But I you got to go back to the wire. Yeah, I know. You have yeah. to. If you got HBO Max, yeah. please, I'll give you my login. No, I, I, I just didn't have a, a, a favorite character like that because I, I okay. felt like I lost touch. But I did yeah. watch it here and there. You know, yeah. And I, yeah, it was, it, it was good. I know it was a good producer. I want you to tap in yeah. and dedicate. Okay, then. And binge. And then come uh, back. And then we're gonna revisit this question. Yeah. Because <laughs> to me, that's the that's the best TV drama ever made. Right. In my opinion. I know Michael Williams was a part of it. Rest oh, in peace to rest Michael peace. Williams, man. That's crazy. Oh man. man. I can't believe that happened. Me neither. Man. I was like. Come and he on, was man. still taking off even like even more so now. He was he was, he was killing. Yeah. He was a natural. He was killing role. He was yeah. just, you know, and HBO loved him. Mm-hmm. Ever yeah. since he did the wire, yeah. yeah. He was always uh, doing HBO shows. Right. He just did the uh, the one. What's the one that just came out? The black show, black horror. Uh, oh, uh, why can't oh I my think of the name? god! Why Lovecraft can't we, Country. Lovecraft Country. He was killing it on oh, that. Oh, that was so good. And he was on a uh, Boardwalk Empire too. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, yeah, shout out to Michael K. Williams. Yeah. yeah. Dope, dope actor. <laughs> uh, okay. So Dwayne T. asked. Who are High Tech's favorite producers, peers, contemporary, and all time? Oh. Wow. Yeah. I'll go through this a lot, man. And I answer the question probably differently every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like like my a lot of my inspirational in the world of producers that I, you know, that I respect with, you know, Pete Rock, Premier, Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. Jay Dilla, uh, you know, uh 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 uh, you know, Kanye, Pharrell, Timberland. Timberland just remind me of a guy that just, his his drum game is just, you got to respect it. He's just a, a, 
a beat head. You yeah. Know? You right. just be around them guys. If you grew up with a guy like that, you know, he was all about the beats. Yeah. You know, true. And, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of my, those are some, a lot of my favorite producers, you know, people that are just innovative and creative nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jay Dilla, man. That was my oh, mid-rest man. comrade, though. Yeah. Because we kind of seen and heard things the same way. Yeah. And you knew him personally. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't grow up with him, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, like I said, you know, that musical language thing, mm-hmm. I met him a few times. We were in the studio, like when we were working on Train of Thought, uh, he was working on the Like Water for Chocolate album oh, with Common. Love that and now. we would see each other in the Electric Lady Studios yeah. in New York in the hallways and talk. And uh, I, I admired him so much from afar because um, I knew the same with Kanye, too. Like, mm-hmm. me, him, Kanye have this Midwest thing to mm-hmm. prove. And it's it, and we, we are all inspired by all our, you know, guys like Q-Tip is, like, one of my favorites, like, of yeah. all times, for mm-hmm. real. Like, he you know don't get saying? the props he, and he don't get the as props. a producer. Exactly. Because I think he discredited himself a little bit, like, coming up. He didn't really fully credit himself as, I did the beat. He didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he didn't know. I thought Ali Shaheed was doing the Me beats. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he never put it out yeah. there that he was the producer yep. of the thing. Then he switched it to the Uma. Yeah, switched so it to the Uma. It was hard to. And he would slide in, like, even on the low end theory. I didn't know Pete Rock did a beat, and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It's just the way Q-Tip make. What he, you know, and he, and he come where he comes from, and just that from that, you know, with with Daylight and um, mm-hmm. Jungle Brothers, yeah, and that sound, that native tongue sound, you know. So mm-hmm. he didn't. I think Q-Tip just embodied. You know, we all Q-Tips understudies. Yeah, you know, me, Kanye, and Dilla. Yeah, you know, guys like that. But Midwest, right. I feel like, <clears throat> like we had something to prove because mm-hmm. we didn't really have a lot of, you know, for one, you got to. You know, New York, you're trying to impress New York, but we also had this thing where um, we could get to the South, we can get to the Midwest, or we can get to the West Coast right. sonically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what makes made us stand out. Yeah. You know, that's what gave us our mark, mm-hmm. you know, because being from the Midwest. So I think that was me and Dilla's connection. Yeah. You know, uh, just something we knew that nobody else know right. coming from where we coming from. The middle. Even though we, you can hear our influence from Pete Rock and Q-Tip, and mm-hmm. you know, but we sprinkled our Midwest on it, which, right. which made us different. Yeah, it's a whole different hunger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we like, oh, okay, we the funk, you know, the funk was over here. Yeah, <laughs> this is where it started. It was, yeah, you know, it was it was it started here, originated here, and then you got the backdrop. Uh, you know, you know how Midwest cities are. Yep, like. You know, so many factories are leaving. The work mm-hmm. was leaving, right. and so a lot of times in the Midwest, our visuals were dilapidation mm-hmm. and like you know, uh, forgotten elements in a sense. Right. Like you know, New York, L.A., everybody want to be out there. They so you always there. got an influx of people coming in. Right. Midwest cities, a lot of people leaving. Leaving. So it's just like, man, look Never at this abandoned back. block of like these beautiful homes and buildings that are just mm-hmm. abandoned. Right. I feel like that's stuff you don't really see in like LA, you know. Even when you're in the hood in LA, you be like, it's the hood, but it look nice. It look nice. Yeah. Houses, yo. Yo. I'd be like, oh, Palm y'all got houses? Nice. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but exactly. in the Midwest, when you like, you know, you thinking yeah. of the music and it makes you think, I'm not even a musician. And when I see that, mm-hmm. I, I think of music, I'd be like, man, you can create. Like, I'm always like, man, the, the music can fit right here, this sound. Oh, yeah. And it's something to. 
something to grasp to at, at yeah. the time when we was coming up. We it was something to hold on to, like you know, mm-hmm. it's like gave us inspirations. Like oh, we we can put the like I was able to put the natty on the map. It yeah, was like, it, that was part of my drive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Along with getting that respect from from you know my teachers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Getting that respect, like so I was able to. I feel like I was able to gain that respect with 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 um, you know with Dre and mm-hmm. um, you know Q Tip or Pete Rock and yeah. you know or New York just in general New York and being able to get that respect right from a West Coast and East Coast that's a Midwest thing so yeah. to say you know because it was it's natural so when you see like you hear my sound go from like a you know people I work with if I can work with a Snoop or, you know, mm-hmm. um, people from the East Coast seamlessly. Right. It's yeah. not really, you know, it ain't like, oh, that ain't tech. You know, it's, right. it's still me. Yeah. You know, and I could credit that to being from the Midwest, you know. The middle, man. The middle, I'm telling being you. in the middle. Yeah. I had a teach squad most of them about that back in the day when mm-hmm. I was working on Black Star. It was a lot. I had to. Not necessarily teach him. I had to help him understand, like, yo, this is hot. Like, Master P is coming up. Yeah. This dude is body body. Y'all got to yeah. hear this. Like, you know, they was like, oh, man, I ain't going to hear <laughs> that course. shit. You know? But Typical it took him a while. New York. Yeah, no, it took, so it took a while to understand it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. so I was able to get a, a little bit of both. You know, coming up, I listened to everything. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I respect, like, well, you know, hip-hop. Started on the East Coast, and you know, at the time, especially in the '90s, you know, East Coast was running hip hop. So, yeah, for sure. Like, so when I started chopping, making beats, mm-hmm. I wasn't only influenced by the East Coast, Pete Rocker premiere, and you know, Q Tip. It was, it was just, it was, it helped. That style of beat making was fun. Mm-hmm. Digging in the crates was fun, and they helped me learn. It helped me learn a lot of stuff that was right in my background, right, yeah. right in my backyard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That I didn't even know. Like, rather be King Records, that was, you know, the record label that James Brown recorded with, and Funky Drummer was recorded in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, not too far from is. where I'm from. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's like the sound bed of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning. So, uh, but like the learning going through that process taught me a lot about my background you know what i mean like yeah. learning through music and being able to trying to get the east coast respect what i'm doing you know what i mean right yeah. man you did you you achieved that thank you because bro. you crafted an album from two east coast mcs that are very brooklyn Right, they straight Brooklyn, Brooklyn all day. Yeah, yeah I went and stayed. Mm-hmm. I lived in Brooklyn for a little minute. <laughs> and you came in there and crafted a, a, a album that's highly heralded as like you know one of the jewels of, of hip hop. You came from Cincinnati and did the bulk of that production. Anytime I'm telling you, anytime that album is mentioned, and I see it like people be putting up polls and be like this album versus it. And Black Star, whenever Black Star goes up against something. People yeah. usually be like, "Hold his Black Star album, yeah. yeah. You know, the only time I'll see it lose is if it's up against like Low End Theory, yeah, or the, the vets, Midnight Marauders, the Fathers. But, but man, but it'd be like, <laughs> anytime that album is mentioned, people be like, "Yo, that album right there is like." Man. And you did that, and then you and you got the attention while doing that. You got the attention of like a Dre or like you know you doing beats for G Unit and yeah. Fifty Cent, and it was just like you. 
you came in, people was like, yo, this, you. That's and you came in, that that point to prove or like, you know, the Midwest got something to say. That's right. It's like how Andre said, the South got something to say. Yeah. The Midwest, we needed that, that too. That's what it was all about. Like that was mm-hmm. that's what was on my mind. The Midwest yeah. got something to say. The mm-hmm. nat- the natty got something to right. say. Right. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. was my whole a lot of my drive. And uh man, just like I said, I felt like I knew Dre through the music. Yeah. And it's kinda like our life story is the same in a sense. Like mm-hmm. as a kid, we all grew up listening to records and right. being a part of hip hop, mm-hmm. break dancing and, you know, listening to music, you know, growing up uh, just being from the hood, right. coming up out of, making it up out of, making the right decisions to even mm-hmm. get to this point. Because, right. you know, the stuff we were surrounded by all day could have ended that any day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So hip-hop saved a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know what For I'm real. saying? Just the culture of it. So, mm-hmm. man, just being able to, like, capture those, those people's ear, like, you know, yeah. the people I looked up to was... That alone, I didn't need no money. Yeah, I didn't need no money. Long as I get that call from Dr. Dre, like, hey man, I like your music. Come like, on, man, come it. on, that's it. You that's it. you could have laid in the casket right yeah. in that moment. <laughs> I could, he could have been like, <laughs> uh, uh, in that moment. I never forget my my oh my God, one one of Quali's uh, best friends at the time when I first started going to Brooklyn, uh, mm-hmm. brother Rich Rich Mason. He was cool with P. Rock, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, "I'm gonna take you this." This was back before the Reflection Eternal came out. Okay, you know, and I, and I was going. That's when I used to catch the Greyhound in New York and mm-hmm. come back and forth, kick it with the Brooklyn cast. You know, just learning my rope, my New York ropes. But uh, right. he knew P. Rock. He took me to Green Street Studio, uh-huh. and Pete was working on um, the um, what's the name? Uh, I forget the the Soul Brother, the Soul Survivor album. Yes, yep. And um, yeah, I met P. Rock. In a in a dope session, it was mm-hmm. like he he played the um, Soul Brother number one. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean that was, it was already like, damn, that's Pete Rock, that's the guy right there, that's right. Pete Rock, you know. But you know, Pete, you know he he was cool, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He played some joints for me, but that helped me f- finish my album. You know really? What I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was one of them. Yeah, like, yeah. That was one of them. Was this like, was yeah. after Black Star. I believe it was after. Okay. Maybe, man. Oh, that's a good question. I yeah. think it was after Black Star. Though. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was after Black Star. Yeah. Because when you know, you gotta think like when Black Star was first released, we had a lot of lot of hurdles. Mm. You know, even with like some of the write ups, they didn't get it like all the way. You know, but yeah. we held our own. We were still underground. We were considered backpackers. Yeah. In a sense, you yeah. know, we was kind of saving hip hop. That's mm-hmm. what everybody was saying. Like. You know, so it didn't really the the the, the credit that it gets today. It wasn't like it, that, that wasn't really like that yeah. when it first came out. Yep. So it was like we was allowed to grind, and thank God we was with a record label that allowed us to do what we wanted mm-hmm. to do, and was just releasing. I had like three records on the top Rap City top ten at the time. Come on, man! You know what I mean? It was Come like on. was that one nine nine? Respiration and the definition. Woo. You know what I mean? I love one nine nine, man. I, I gotta credit that to like you know Ruckus and, and my team. Yeah. You know with with Black Star, Most and Choir. Yeah, it was just man, that was that was a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when it was genuine. You know, it was all organic. It was yeah. genuine. It was organic. I remember when I got the Black Star album. Uh, that came out. What was that ninety eight? Yeah, ninety eight. So you know, people was getting. Uh, they was getting. Yo, oh, 
the Black Star album came out, I call it the Super Tuesday. Because it came <laughs> yeah. out with oh, yeah. Hard, Hard yeah. Knock Life. What was it? Aquemini. Aquemini, yeah. The Love Movement no. by Tribe. Mm. Black Star and Brand Nubian, The Foundation. Those albums that. came out the same day. Wow. So it was like, you know, and I could only afford one album at that time. I was in college. I was <laughs> broke. Right, right, right. I went with Tribe just on, with the, on the pedigree. Right. Because I was like, Jay-Z, nah, you know. Yeah. I was tempted to get the Outkast. And I was like, man, you know, because... It was outcast. Yeah. But then I was like, but tribe though, man. I've been waiting on Gotta this. Get the tribe, I man. was in college, man, yeah. transitioning myself. I need this tribe. Yeah. And then um eventually <laughs> I accumulated all of them, but I actually bought Black Star. And it was just like a lot of people on my campus didn't know, well, man, who these cats is? And mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, it's Black Star, you know what I'm saying? This and so uh so people didn't really, they weren't really latching on to it then they was just like this is good but it was like like you said underground right and then now the, the passage of time is gonna yeah. reveal the real and it was just like yo this black star album and i was just like yeah man that was a special tuesday it was a special tuesday that was crazy man I, I think even i think the train of thought had a crazy drop too uh, mm-hmm. I, I forget what albums dropped that same day i think a, a outcast album dropped that day Stank too. on you Stank on your Stank album. On your, and you came out, I think, with M&M, Jay Z too, right? The I, Dynasty album. I don't know. I don't know. Or was it against uh? I think an Eminem album was dropped that, that day too. Not I the think. Marshall Mathers LP, uh, or was it? Mar- it might have been Marshall Mathers. Album. Was it the Encore album? No. Encore was a little bit later. Okay. Because he, he did he did uh the Marshall Mathers LP was his second one, and then after that he did the Eminem show. Was it the Eminem it was show? The Eminem show. Eminem show. Yeah, that's what it was. Man. Not Encore. Yeah, it was the Eminem show. And I, I, I bought that record. What What's your favorite? This is a personal question for me. What's your favorite song? And don't give me the, they all my babies. <laughs> don't give me that. What's your favorite song on the Black Star album and the Train of Thought album? Black Star that I produce? Yeah. Or just in general? That you produce. Oh, on the Black Star album, the fav- my favorite song. And you can tell me what your favorite, even if it's not yours, you can tell me the favorite too. But I want to know the favorite track of yours and just the favorite track in general. Favorite track. Hard-hitting questions Dang. on this show. Super hard-hitting. Yeah, that is crazy. You know yeah, your face right now? Yeah, he's... He, he, I had a, that was a blow. first time I really thought about the yeah. favorite track on that particular album. That particular <laughs> album, man. Mm-hmm. Tough oh, question. It might be the redefinition. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it only works if you, you get the, the, the definition yeah. going into the redefinition. <laughs> then it turns into the redefinition, right? Because like on that that beat in particular, like redefinition, I was like battling, mm-hmm. so I was doing stuff that sent shots out to all the producers. That was oh, you was battling other producers. I was battling, yeah. Oh, he's yeah, low key. Low key battling, yeah. throwing shots. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like little <laughs> shit that only producers know. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, fuck. They oh. ducking. They was ducking. They, see, this they is something we would never know. Hi hats. Throwing hi hats and snares and kicks and shit. You hear me talk? Yeah, okay. So that was like one of them beats that was like, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to kill him. Because yeah. I remember Aston most. Uh, he was like, we was in, he had flew me out to LA. Uh huh. That was the first time being in LA. Mm-hmm. And um 
we was, he already had gave me the idea for the definitions. Like, you know, we're going to remix the BDP joint. Boom. Mm-hmm. But to me, I didn't feel like it was enough. I didn't feel like it was enough coming from where I, what I need to let people know. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of let them know some stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and I had to. I was like, you had a vendetta. Yeah. I was like, yo, can I, can I, can I, uh, can I flip it and y'all continue the song? Boom, boom. He's like, hell yeah, go ahead. So that's when I went in. Yeah. So I started throwing some shots, you know, throwing some karate chops. You know what I mean? So that that beat, that redefinition is like, that was like my battle beat. Redefinition, that's that one. Boom, 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 It goes right into right after the definition. So that was personal. That was... That was personal right there. Your shirt was off when you was making that beat. Yes, sir. Was, man, forget this. <laughs> it's Person. crazy because we almost lost both of them songs, man. We have, we was at a friend of ours, her uncle had a studio, mm-hmm. and it was like, man, primitive. You know what I mean? Oh. It was in the house in Sherman Oaks somewhere. Yeah. And ADAT tapes got zapped. I don't know what you know, you know what ADAT tapes are. Nah. It's like a VCR tape, uh-huh. but it was audio. You could record audio on it. Okay. So it was an ADAT machine. Uh-huh. I forget what that stands for, but audio something, shit, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we almost lost the records because it has like some digital like uh, glitches on it. Oh, okay. So we had to re-record it after we did the original. Uh-huh. Came out better, I okay. think. You know what I mean? But we didn't have no intentions on re-recording it. Right. Yeah. Dang, that yeah. was a close call. Close call. That has changed the album. <laughs> That's, that's the day I realized, like, when we came to Cali, I didn't know. That was the first time being in Cali. Yeah. I didn't know Bloods and Crips worked together. I thought it was just Crips and just Bloods. Right. I didn't know they collab and, you know. Yeah. I didn't know Red and Blue makes green. Yeah, remember the banging on Wax out? Yeah, I didn't really know that then until I came out. <laughs> they, was, yeah. they was clicked up? Yeah. Yeah, I remember them joints. Yeah. So that's your favorite, your track that you did on that album? Yeah. Is that your favorite, period? On that album? Nah, I th- one of my other favorite is the last record is um the uh, twice in a lifetime. Twice in a lifetime, yeah. Yeah, man. That's yeah, uh, it was another like battle beat in a sense, and mm-hmm. most getting most most was always a pleasure to get in the studio because it was like he energized me a lot. Like, okay, kind of that was one of them. Me in the studio, most was just ready. You yeah, know what I mean, and he, watching him record, like he was one of the guys seeking freestyle. Without writing nothing down, you know what yeah. I mean. Also, oh, does he does he go in there with Noah? Sometimes, yeah, I believe okay. so. Like at the time, like I see most would go in and yeah, he didn't write nothing down. Like I'm pretty sure he had stuff pre written and uh-huh. ideas. Sometimes he'll get in the freestyle mode. And, yeah, you know that was the first time I had seen that for myself. Okay, you know, I'm but, not surprised from him because he seems very fluid. When yeah. it comes to the way he performs and the stuff he does, yeah. Did you do any beats for Black on both sides? Nah, no. Okay. Uh, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the joints I had did didn't, didn't make the sound that he was looking for. Gotcha. Most was one of them guys. He really, you know, grabbed what, his sound, what, what what sound he wanted. Gotcha. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I don't I, I didn't think he wanted to. He didn't want to have that. You know, I think Black Star had its its sound. Uh-huh. He, he was, wanted something different for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because all his none of his albums sound the same. Right. Like all his albums are 
sound completely different than the ones before, in my opinion. It's yeah, like shout, it. shout out to uh, 88 Keys, man. Oh, he's one of them guys, man. That's, like, he got the special formula, too. Like, he's yeah. super dope. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? That song. He was real instrumental. On that Black on Both Sides album, the 88 Keys produced yeah. with Talib on it. That, yeah. uh, I can't remember uh, the, the name, name of the song, but it's fire, though, man. The way that, it's that. Whatever song that is, is amazing. <laughs> I know 88 Keys did that beat. And what's your favorite song on Train of Thought? My favorite song got to be The Blast. Uh-huh. Yeah, got to be The Blast for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of reasons. Like, one being, like, it was the oldest beat on the album. Okay. So, like, in essence, that was the that was the first like, track. Yeah, like, yeah. the oldest beat. I didn't... I didn't expect to be able to use the beat, but yeah. like at the time, like, we was finished with the whole album. Mm-hmm. And um, I had already had the beat, like, maybe two, three years before, you know, I had it for a while, so the idea. And um, it was the oldest beat, put mm-hmm. it that way. I did it on, like, the original MPC 60 drum machine. Yeah, It was just an old scrap track, but I liked the way I filtered the sample, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I was like, I got to I gotta use it some kind of way. Yeah. But, we needed another track, you know what I mean, and, and I had this sound, the sound in there, it, it sound, and the body, mm-hmm. and, and it sounded like it says Kuali. So okay. our manager at the time, Corey, he was like, "Man, that shit sound like it says Kuali." Yeah, and I was like, "That's it." Cause me and Qua, me and Corey would always talk all uh-huh. the time, and like, man, we gotta get Kuali to like slow it down a little bit. He's rapping too fast. Yeah, and, you know what I mean. On, on certain tracks, we need to just give him like a simplistic flow on certain. Okay. And so that was like me and him getting together, jumping Kwali, like, yo, you gotta do it this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I had that was the beat. Uh-huh. And, and two, I got the rap on it. Yeah. So it was like, this is it. Did you did you always <laughs> was that always the plan to get you on the track? No, nah, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. When did, when did, when was you like, hey man? In the studio. I'm getting in. We recorded it out here in LA. We came uh-huh. and uh we came up with the idea in LA, we went to the studio, yeah, laid the track, got him to do our idea. Uh-huh. And I was like, yo, I got a verse I had wrote. <laughs> Kinda quiet and quality was writing and doing this. I was like, yo, yeah. I got this little he was like, Let me hear it. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like, go ahead. Yeah. Back in the day with me and mom's, mom's first party. party. Yeah. You know? I was like, Oh, oh he on the track. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yo. Like Flojo. Bet you ain't even know I mm-hmm. had Flojo. Yep. Man. So they was like, okay. <laughs> you know, go ahead. Drop yeah. it. You know go on I mean? in there. Go on in there, you oh, know. Love so that song. was that was a good time, man. Beautiful yeah. time. And that's one of my favorite tracks, man. Like, just because it has so many memories of feeling like, you yeah. know. And three, I was able to put my city on the map with that track. Like, even though Black Star, you know, it was like, High tech, yes, you're ruling hip hop. Yeah. They knew I was producing it. I mm. was in the video, but it still looked like I was from New York. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? I assume everybody in the van was from New York. Exactly. So like, there's New Yorkers. So with, with The Blast, that was my chance. In that album in particular, that was my chance to put the Natty on the map. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yep. if you listen to that whole album, it was a lot of purposeful things done yeah. on my behalf that I had to fight quality for. Okay. That we fought about. Yeah. Like, like my homie Big D being on the inter, on an interlude. Yeah. It's Big D from the Big Dale. Big Dale from the Natty. Yeah. So he was I had to make sure I had that. 
because people he didn't get it. Kwa was like, I don't understand where you coming. Why is this just coming out? Yeah. After I done did all this magnificent lyricism, <laughs> I, what makes you want to put fucking ABC rapping Big D on? Him? Yeah, and it was just a, it was a, a, a it was a stamp for me. Mm -hmm. You know, to for one, I had to have somebody speak from the natty. Like yeah. I had to speak and just a, a just a, a, a everyday voice. Right. You know, it was an everyday, mm -hmm. this is where I grew up. This is how I get down. Yeah. I'm not from New York. I respect New York, but I'm not. Right. I'm from I'm Cincinnati. Not, I'm from Cincinnati, yeah. And you got to hear this, my homie, my best friend. Yeah. This Big D, here you go. Right. And I made it an interlude. Mm -hmm. And it, it just, it made sense to our sound because I wanted people to understand where that sound comes from. Not yeah. just, you know, overly produced. Right. You know, technical it was mm -hmm. like, let's give them some, you know, make them feel a part of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I know Quiles is such a lyrical MC. Mm -hmm. A lot of people from Cincinnati uh, didn't really tap into quality like right. that. Right. They mm -hmm. more tapped into my beats. Okay. You know what I mean? They tapped into the sound. And just the fact that I'm from Cincinnati mm -hmm. making dope music hometown hometown yeah, hero so they just man. was riding with me even right. if they didn't know my music they was just riding with me yeah you know what i'm saying Yo, he so, from out here yeah, yeah turn it up. <laughs> swear up and down they know my music yeah they didn't know a lot of i them grew didn't up know. with him yeah we was on the same <laughs> and, and a lot, city a lot block. of cats a lot of cats they just was riding with me because they know i they knew I, that's all i did you know yeah. they know i make music you mm -hmm. make beats and if they couldn't tell you a, a quality lyric you know right. what i'm saying so my thing was that was up what it was all about. Like, let me give them something that just right. let's let's break it to them a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, just give them a little insight of the natty. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, is Pycon from Cincinnati? and Pycon as well. Yeah, his verse was fire. Yeah, on that he was album. a special dude, man. Special, real talented brother. Like, man. like voice crazy. Yeah, flows like. Yeah, his killer. verse was fire. I was like, "Ooh!" Yeah, right. I was making that face. I was like, <laughs> "My face was ugly Special, listening man. to that track." Dope, dope. And, and, and I like that y'all came back together to do "Revolutions Per Minute." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, they back." <laughs> you know, I was like, "Yes." yes uh, and that song y'all you did for the song you did on that album was Talib, J Cole, J Electronica, and most mm -hmm. that that. That shit right there, man. We fire. Yeah, we got cold early on that too. Got him. Got fresh cold. Fresh cold. And he de he delivered. I was like, man, this yeah. is Jay Electronica. Nobody phoned it in on that track. It was it was just like everybody was spitting. The beat was fire. I was just like, and that, that yes. I, to be honest with you, that was one of those moments. Like again, that that, that, that I had that old feeling. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, this this is feel like the Black Star days. Yeah. It just feels like train of thought days. Like just the way the magic comes together. Yeah. And, and then when you got that caliber of MC. Mm -hmm. Now imagine I can't rap like that. Yeah. But I could produce the hell out of a a rapper like that. Right. But when I but those rappers are so far in between, you know. Yeah. You can't everybody Ain't like special like those guys. Mm -hmm. Those four guys was like right. I was just like man on one track. Yeah, it's I'm like, just like and Cole this. early like that. I mean, you hear Cole like I'm listening, producing, you know, mixing the record. I'm hearing like pockets. I'm like God, this guy. Yeah, and his breath control, like his right. energy, like 
goes crazy. Still. And, and I ain't gonna lie, I mean, Jay Electronica's, he gave me that Biggie feeling, like, yo, yeah. I got to work with Big. Right. That's how I felt. Man, the way he, he painted, focus. the way he painted that picture yeah. on the track, it's just like you was there. Yeah. So when you hear Biggie, that's that's the feeling he give you. You know what yep. I mean? He make you feel like you right there in the studio with mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? So there's only certain dudes that make you feel that way. You right. Know? Some people rap, they can rap, 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 but it, well, they ain't really like they ain't pulling you in. Like yeah. That, you know what I'm saying? J Cole definitely pulls me in. Yeah. Like I be telling her all the time. I be like, man. Yeah. I just reflect on J. Cole. I just be like, man, this dude can rap. <laughs> That's it, right? Because he be rapping with, like, feeling and, like, you yeah. know, there's emotion attached to it. Him and Kendrick do that for me. Yeah. Like, there's an emotion there that's beyond just saying stuff that looks cool and swaggy. Right. Mm-hmm. It's cool that you did a little something, but I feel the passion in the, in the bars mm-hmm. like that we would get with Biggie, Pac, you know, those passionate bars, if you will. And you just be like, yeah, man, they, they mean this. <laughs> they mean exactly. it as urgent. You feel it. You be like, this exactly. right here. Um, yeah, man. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we actually have four more questions that okay. I really want to get to. Let, let's get them. Let's get them. Um, I'm going to hush but up. this <laughs> one, I feel like you answered throughout this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Uh, <laughs> Moyo said... Or asked, uh, producers play the background and are hardly seen. Was there ever a time you wanted to be front and center and the focal point, and how do you stay balanced and supportive? Oh, dope question. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, yeah, I def- I def- I, that's true. I, I, it was a time, like, uh, in between. It wasn't total my, my total intentions because I really wasn't that confident in rapping. I wasn't really that confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, to feel like I could produce a whole album of myself, you know. Uh, but like after, after the Train of Thought album process was done, the album was out, Blast was hot, you know, and um, I was producing at a consistent rate, yeah. you know, and and finding my voice, trying to find my voice, you know what I mean. So it was a time I was like, I never felt like I wanted to be the the front runner, but right. I felt like I could I could do a full album or a chronic type of album, mm. where you know what I mean. That's mm. with high technology. That's the formula. That's that's the um, the soul survivor. That's mm-hmm. that's the chronic. Yeah. You know that that's the you know the the, the uh, stunts, plunts, and hip hop. Yep. Diamond oh, D. Diamond D. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's the producer rapper formula. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And uh, yeah, I just never went all the way in with it. You know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Nana P asks, Nana "What is the P. beat that you heard that you said, dang, I wish I produced that,' or <laughs> or were in like great admiration of? Like, what's one one thing?" So many, your mind? man. So many. Yeah, so I can many. imagine. Like the reminisce over you, people. Oh, oh, I knew that God. was coming. Yeah, I knew it was coming. That's like just time. I think every producer wants that beat. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause that, and and once you mentioned that you love P Rock, I was like, he gonna say. They reminisce over you. And that, it, my thing about P. Rock, and I think the reason why I mention his name a lot is because yeah. when I met him, it's just like we was brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? He he just a, such a down to earth dude. He mm-hmm. is who he embodies music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He is that dude you hear through his music. Like, mm-hmm. he's such a passionate person about music. One mm-hmm. of the only people that speak up on what's going on with music today. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of OGs, they still trying to get their money. And, mm-hmm. You know, they scared to really speak up on Not to bash any of the young things that's going on, but he, he want them to do that. So con- he remind them constantly, like, what yeah. the funk is. Yeah. What the funk is about. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to do it. Somebody got to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Not not to bash anybody or, you know, but, you know, somebody got to speak up on it. But he one of them dudes, man, that's, you know, I, I admire a lot because he, he genuine like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They reminisce over you, man. Um, so, damn, Oz asked, what artist did you always want to work with and never got a chance? Uh, Jay-Z, uh, Ice Cube, oh. uh, Andre 3000. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Hill. We have a Lauren, physical reaction Lauren to everybody Hill. you say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah. Yeah. Lauren, of course, you know. Yeah. Um, man, uh, George Clinton. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. George Clinton, man. I would love yeah. get him in the lab one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a good lineup right mm-hmm. there. Um, Tanya R asked, have you ever felt passed over or felt slighted? Yeah. I have. Yeah. yeah. We're not gonna drop no names though, but we <laughs> <laughs> nah, I have though. Yeah. It's like we all probably have in a sense, but right. They said only matters when you give a fuck. Yeah. But if you don't give a fuck, you just keep it moving. Mm. That's you know facts. What I mean? Yeah. And uh, somebody just wanted to clear up. Does Solarita Cl- said does clearing an artist is that the label giving permission? Yes. Ah. Uh, so artists could record a verse and say, "Hey man, I charge ten five, ten thousand, whatever." Yeah. Take the money. Mm-hmm. You have the verse, you know, but um, when it comes time for you to make an official release, mm-hmm. the label can come back and say, no, nah, you can't release it, especially as a single. Dang. So you got two hurdles, just That's releasing crazy. it alone, mm-hmm. and putting it on a master and you selling it as your own product mm-hmm. under your own record label or another label that you're signed to mm-hmm. or, um, you know, just just putting it out in general. Yeah. You know what wow. I mean? But putting it out as a single is like a whole nother hurdle. Dang. You know, because it's like you you exploiting that artist more for your own benefit. Mm-hmm. That's how the record labels look at it. But if that artist has weight, they can override the label sometimes. Uh, okay. But some yeah. artists don't, all artists don't have that type of weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about that. And yeah. And, um, they was like, man, they won't clear clear the verse. Mm. You know what I mean? It's mostly a lot of times it's the label that won't clear it. Uh, yeah. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. Busting up the party for us right. all. Oh, what? You spent your money. Man. That's got a hot joint. So then you I, just I gotta at, leak it. Yeah, I look at those right. records and like the technology tools, like, man, I had nine interscope artists on the record. That's crazy, man. And I was able to throw up a number. I paid a little money to clear them, but it wasn't. It was crazy. under 50,000 G. I mean, for nice Interscope, you know, oh, I keep it real. Man, like, it wasn't man. more than 50. And uh, that's good. That's great. Yeah. Dang. And for people to just like, go ahead, Tech, you got my blessing. Mm-hmm. Along with the label, you know, that's, that's yeah. unheard of. That's yeah. love, too. That's unheard of for a producer of my level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. Josephine. Um, uh, <laughs> so we always I ask this question. <laughs> what if Pops was like, hey, man, talk to my label. Oh. <laughs> Dad shut you down? Talk to my label, son. Yeah. 
Um, so we usually close out with this question yes. is uh top three or five if you can't do three uh music artists like that's your favorite of all time personal mm. favorite not to work with nothing just personal personal favorite um mm. yeah hard yeah. hitting questions here yeah. uh -huh. the hard hitting questions on this <laughs> show uh -huh. God. we dig deep yeah Personal favorite. Mm -hmm. Man. I gotta say Nas. It's my favorite MC. Uh, George Clinton. Okay. Fuck it. Uh, wow, man. I mean, there's just so many. I mean, right. what else can I say? Ice Cube. Okay. Yeah. Just one of my personal favorites. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Definitely. I was thinking about Cube today because I was listening to Public Enemy on the way over here, and I know he's a big fan of the production they were doing. Uh -huh. That's why he w he went to the Bomb Squad for his America's Most Wanted album. Right, it's out loud. So he was listening to "It Takes a Nation a Million to Hold Us Back." Right, he, Cube he, is he, like he's such Yo. a Karis one and Chuck D fan. You Man, know? so I was yeah. like. I like I like the fact that when you look at a legend like Cube that right. spawns so many other rappers, yeah, and but his, he was looking at like yeah what they doing. I like that exactly. That he, was such a great choice at the time that nobody really expected. Nobody expected. But then that. when you think about it, the way Drake put his loops together and yeah. the production together was similar to what Bomb Squad was doing. Mm, yeah, and they was the only one that could really make it hard hitting at that Man, time. They was no. the only one that could do it. Yeah, it's like with Q coming from that, like being right. produced by Dr. Drake, like mm -hmm. Bomb Squad was the only one that could do it. Man, that was it. Public Enemy got some. Yeah, fire, dog. Oh, I was just going through the it's, albums. I was like, God. That, even that, that production process, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, I was thinking, how do they do that? It was yeah. Shout out to Sir Jinx, who really, you know, embodied yeah. that, too. You know? Yeah. Sir Jinx is, like, one of those, I mean, he's one of those dudes that was part of that sound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That helped catapult that whole Ice Cube that we hear. Man, I got the I'm utmost saying? respect for Ice Cube just because yeah. he knew his worth early on. And yeah. he was just like, you so know. much to learn from Cube. Man, and then the fact that he was willing to go out on his own. Yeah. And and against the crew and just like, you know, right. and still thrive and pop. That that's it seemed so amazing. risky at the time. Man, right? like you like know, looking looking back, we like, you know, hindsight, but to yeah. him, I'm sure he was <laughs> like, Man, I hope I can pull this off. Right. That's gotta be terrifying. Yeah. Um I just got to ask these two before we go and then we you get out of here. Where's yeah. Vinny and Mojica? Man, good question. <laughs> Where's she at? Good question. I wish she would have made an album because, you know, she was killing features yeah. and she was killing it on your projects. And the song she had with most was just. And uh, how'd you and your wife meet? <laughs> That's the final. Met my wife. I was, you know, Cincinnati's so small. Yeah. I could have swore I seen her walking through the mall one time when she was a young a youngin. Uh. <laughs> and uh I think we seen each other at the club. I seen her and and tried to snatch her up. You know? Yeah. She wasn't she wasn't messing with me, you know. <laughs> you rolled up. Yeah, like, rolled You remember up. what you said when you rolled up? I just grabbed her arm when she was walking Oh, past you did the club? Grabbed, you did the arm I did the grab. club. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little was tug. Like, get off. She's like, man, get off. <laughs> she wasn't messing with me, but I wanted one one time on one of my part uh club called the Ritz. Uh -huh. And uh we was there late night. We both knew the 
the owner, so we was always kicking after hours and shit. Like, when she was she was there. I said, Ah, oh, got you. Yeah. Oh, got you finally. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Come here. So from there, you know, since ever since then, we we we've been together. You know. Yeah. My homie been through a lot. Long yeah. story. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a, long, 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 a whole other podcast. A whole another podcast for that. <laughs> but yeah, like um, when you get to that marriage level, it's like, mm-hmm. man, it, it has to mean something spiritually. Like you know, right on a on a on a friendship level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like it just fell right to because you would never think you would get married. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you trying to grab marriage, I think marriage helps you um, grab a hold of. Um, where you at in life because even in a vow they tell you your spouse comes first you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's like it, it, it eliminates a lot of bullshit yeah you know what I mean you, ground, you have a center you have a center mm-hmm. center of gravity so everybody get an answer to that yeah it ain't like they can go around it you right. know what I mean it ain't no hey I'm your mama I'm your, I'm your sister <laughs> yeah. I'm your I'm your long time friend I'm the, it's like hey she part of this yeah. You know, even the kids, they say she come for the kids. It's like, you know, mm. we have to be the center of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have somebody to grab a hold and help keep you centered. Right. You know, so yeah. I think that's what people say, you know, they have canceling for marriage. Because you have to, it's important to try to make it work. Mm-hmm. If it don't work, it just don't work. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you try to make it work, you know, if you got somebody to center with, I, I say go for it. Especially when you get old and rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Start falling gonna, to pieces. You're going you to need somebody to t- take you, care of you, man. Can you put some oil all, on my all, knees? All these old players <laughs> yeah. out here. Yeah. You know, yep. they, you ain't got no, they ain't got no center. It's they just no center. all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. And you absorb a lot of uh, unnecessary energies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. When, you, when you're not moving right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But, I'm like, yeah, I want to hear it all. <laughs> you hear that? She eating that shit up right <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, thank you, man. Man, thank you for having me. Oh, such such a, such a great conversation, oh, you know. Thank you. And uh, it was only natural for me to come oh, come up here, man. And thank you, I man. Love, I love your style of comedy and, Thanks, man. And, and everything you do, man. Like how you represent it. You got, you know, you got you got a good thing going, man. Like. Thanks, I already man. knew. I, and actually, when you had hit me up, he was like, man, I'm a fan. I was like, man, that's me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, it was just out of the blue. Yeah. And I was like, man, I, I like that because, you know, a lot of people don't have to tell you that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Especially when you're already doing your thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I had to come check you out. You oh, man, I appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah. When you say you was coming to the show, I was like, <laughs> boy. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> And I'm glad I'm glad this worked out timetable wise with the, with the travel and stuff. So, oh, yeah, I yeah, hate, exactly. I, yeah. Sabrina, tell you, I hate asking people mm-hmm. to come to the show. To come to the show, I'll be like, because I don't want to yeah. bother people. I'll be like, I get it. Can you? Uh, I'm the same way, man. Yeah. So. Sometimes when you do ask like certain people, you be like, oh, they come through, you be like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. You know, they 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 got love for me more than I thought. You, you yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. And so I'm like, the same way with man. that. Man. Asking for verses and shit. Hey, man, can you do a verse for me? Like, yeah. Like you want them, you would love to have them. back and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you do it oh man thank yeah. you man so I'm gonna tell you this right now if you ever make another album you need a funny skit I got you you need me just on there talking yeah man do not hesitate I would be honored uh, nah man spit no something oh, or I don't wanna bring the property value down <laughs> the album by spitting but 
You never know how it's going to happen, Tone. You man. Know? Yeah. I remember when it all started. Tony, Tony, Tony you know, we yeah. need one more. Oh. oh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We need another blowing. Tone in here. <laughs> tone <laughs> Bell. We get Tone <laughs> Bell. Yo, but yes, man. But if you need something like that, do not hesitate. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. I definitely... will. Yeah. Yeah. I will do it. Yeah, I was actually already thinking about it. Was you? Yeah. Oh, man, I would be honored. I'm like, what can I think of for a week? And, you know, oh, so don't play with say me. Say no more. You don't already play know. with me. I got you. Uh, thank you, bro. Uh, no, no problem, man. Shout out to the patron saints, man. Appreciate y'all with the questions. Uh, I'm glad y'all tuned in and are here listening and vibing and talking and chatting. Um, shout out to High Tech for coming through. And gracing us, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the turkey legs oh, and the queen, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> turkey legs. The turkey legs. Shout out to uh, Sabrina yep. holding us down on the production tip. And uh, we got the mirror on the ones and twos. Cam, they keep changing in and out, him and Cam. Yeah, I didn't even see him. it. Yeah, I didn't even see the switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time, but. Uh, Thank y'all for uh, tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio. There it is.